I believe we are all the way live. We are all the way live. Welcome, everybody, to yet another BTR stream. This is going to be a big one. We have Joel Davis, Gio Penichetti, Alexander Bard, Real Old Paul, a.k.a. Paul Town, and we are going to have Logo Daedalus a bit later on. Everybody, get Logo to come in here. He has to face the fact that this stream is going on, it is live, and he better get his ass in here. Anyway. We face the truth. Or face the truth. Anyway, welcome, everybody, once again. Subscribe, subscribe, and keep on subscribing in order to grow this channel we depend on you patreon.com slash break the rules i'm going to be posting all these links and more but let's get right into it from paul town i mean we should do probably small introductions well, first of all, i, I mean, wanted yeah. to say something love yeah first of all before we start now i'm also in the same uh, hawaiian shirt i was the first time we had this epic mega stream the meeting of the minds meaning of hearts and souls i feel that what we're doing here is special because all of us on this panel even the one that's not here yet. Um, all of us, we're, we're, we know the, what was I going to say? We know the struggle and, and the pain and the pleasure even of trying to create something genuine in all of our own ways by making an impact and, and going out there and trailblazing and, and trying to etch out something for ourselves that we think is meaningful. And this is, to me, this discourse that we're having between all of us, it's so special to me. And truly, I am privileged and honored to call every one of you my friends. So uh, let's, even if we're going to tear each other's throat out by the end of the stream, but uh, it's a, an immense pleasure, immense honor. And I love you all. And, and also out there to everyone watching this, I also love you all as well. I love, so, I love you all, too, and I'm going to lo love you even more if you become a patron. If you go to patreon.com oh, slash break the yeah, rules, then we will love you a long time. In fact, we got a $50 patron today. Big shout-outs to 888. They became a $50 patron yesterday, actually, and I just want to thank them from the bottom of my heart. You get a lot of good stuff, but we're not going to get into that right now. What we are that was me. That was Wait, really? Fuck, yeah, man. all your Patreon subscribers are me. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. you you are incredible. Well, we are gonna we are gonna Paul start Town with you. is a crypto empire where he funnels yeah. uh, funds from e girls uh, into yeah. his pockets. So, uh, so that's so why I never criticize Paul. Yeah, exactly. So, Paul Town, you are new here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, I'm a uh, schizophrenic felon. Um, <laughs> and besides that, uh, I just I post stuff on the internet. Uh, I'm just I'm just a normal guy. So, being a normal guy. You asked, oh, here we go. Logo Logo is here. Logo is in the house. See, I was right. Logo is here. And uh, everybody give a big shout out to the great Logo Daedalus. He is joining us right now. Uh, Logo, uh, is your sound working? I just want to make sure. No response from Logo yet. Ho hold on. It's connecting right now. Everybody subscribe for Logo. Here we go. Logo, can I hear you? What's up? What's up, Hello? Logo? Hey. There he is. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna ask again because I'm a giant di dick douche. I'm gonna ask again, Logo. Can you please retweet the link to this so that you are oh, yeah. the audience? Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. You 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 really memed me on here, man. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. I I didn't know I was doing this today at all, but here I am. That's because Levin is Levin is the Kabbalist. So that's what he's gonna do. Exactly the number magic in my uh, in my spreadsheet. So I had I looked at our DMs. I looked at our DMs and I it was just like I texted you at like 1 a.m. or something this weekend. Like I was probably drunk and just saw a DM and I was just replying to everyone saying like sure yeah or whatever. 
because I get a lot, and sometimes I'll just send people like one well, word response. You know what they say, Carpe. So you got me. You did I got gotcha. you. I did it. You know what they say, Carpe Diem. So uh, anyway, I actually want to start this out with Paul. You made a comment on our uh, last end of history stream talking about Alexander Bard, specifically talking about his view on, let's say, the future of society when it comes to the individual versus the masses. And I find mm. this to be a very interesting discussion. So could you elaborate a little bit on what you may have uh, bones to pick with Alexander's uh, views on? Yeah, it's not exactly uh, bones to pick. It's more when I was listening to that conversation, that was probably a few months ago, right? Um, that basically it seemed to me like the like he was coming from a, a position of almost like a differentiation where, you know, there are people who are kind of conscious actors on the world and they're going to kind of separate from the masses in the sense that the masses are not in for a good time, but uh, that's just kind of their fate. Um, and then whereas everybody else was kind of coming from the point of, oh, we need to like make sure society works for the little people, blah, 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 that sort of thing. And I'm not, I'm not saying either one of those are preferable or, or bad or good. Um, just that, that seemed to me like the main point of contention that wasn't really being addressed. Um, well, to, to, illustrate a, to illustrate a little bit, Alexander, could you uh, in short uh, tell us what you think is going to happen in uh, the near future regarding individual interests versus, let's say, collective interests, for lack of a better word? What, what would happen to most people who would not be, you know, this uh, individual artist, poet, creator? How are their lives going to change in the next several years versus the lives they've been living uh, in uh, modernity? and uh, the lives they've been living before modernity. I can't even say that word. Okay, so Nietzsche complained about the fact the vast majority of people have a slave morality, a slave mentality, uh, so he hated the mass. But that's where most people are comfortable. Uh, the problem is they're, they're comfortable with tribal. And I'm, I'm, if I was talking to polar bears, I would preach individualism because they're solitary animals who only fucking breed and even eat their own children and they're on their own their entire lives. So, but of course you do that in Greenland, you'd be shamanic, wouldn't you? All of you, right? So uh, human beings are not, human beings are literally tribal. And that's why I'm opposed to both individualism and I'm supposed opposed to collectivism. And I think, I think that dichotomy is wrong. It's just not human. Uh, the problem is that the problem is one of scale. And ever since civilization started, the problem has been the tribal is the only thing we're comfortable with. Okay, if we go to any larger scale than that, we go towards eventually forms like nation and empire and things like that. All the larger forms we have to make an effort to fit into. And, and because we're not loyal to the larger scales, we also crime and all other kinds of things that we then go into, we get into those things. And then history has tried to deal with this and civilizations then either said that you have to operate within a certain state and you have to follow what the state dictates. And then you put one individual at the top, you call him a dictator and everybody else has to follow him. Xi Jinping's China is a perfect example of that. Well, we're going to get and into every... China with logo a little bit later. Just uh... Okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. But it, it works. It's not that it doesn't work. It just won't work that long, but it will work for quite a while. So we have dictatorships and we have those systems and then we have the smaller systems. And what I've argued all along is that the best two models I know for empire is Zoroastrianism and Persian empire 2,200 years worked. And the US constitution is built on the Persian empire if you didn't know that, with the splitting of power and all that, because that's why it may, it's maintained over a long period of time. When it comes to nationhood, I think the Jews did that better than anybody else. The Jewish nation is really the only nation state that also managed to be a religion at the same time. So you can learn from Judaism and Zoroastrianism if you want to 
learn the forms of nation empire and they're intertwined. They were co-created by the way, which is interesting. We have not really succeeded in anything larger than tribe besides those two experiments ever. And everything else we've done is at best Confucianism in China. It lasts for about a generation and then it implodes and falls apart anyway. So we end up with a false dichotomy of the collective and individual. Now, what is happening right now is we're in the middle of a paradigm shift. Okay, at a paradigm shift, people with shamanoid personalities, that's about 4% of the population. About as many as the androgynous, which is another 4% of the population. Together they constitute 8% of the population. All the fun people, all the rock stars and disco stars or whatever are among those 8%. The other 92% of the human population are boring. They're called heterosexual men and women, okay? But the shamanoid characters are the only ones that are truly individual because they have to leave the tribe and they go out in the wilderness and the forest and live as hermits and weirdos or whatever. And you only basically bring them in every seventh year when you everything else falls apart. And you bring them in for art. You bring them in for spirituality. You bring them in for the drugs. You know, you bring them in for anything that is a slightly bit extraordinary in your life. You want to spice it up. And that's what they do. So they have to be individuals. But the problem is when the traditional sort of uh, the way you would run a larger scale society, when that falls apart, the shamanic trait becomes the idol. So after Hitler and Stalin made a mockery of a phallus, you know, because they were fake phalluses in 1945, we started looking for the shamanic as new ideals. We started looking for rock stars and other people who killed themselves with the young as ideals for us as humanity. And that's why the shamanoid character suddenly was put on this pillar like that was the ideal we should live accordingly. Well, most, we're probably a shamanoid majority in this discussion right now. We're not representative of the human population. Nietzsche would love us, but he would hate the rest out there or something like that. So the problem is this, what do the shamanoids do at this time is not so much that they're individual, they're just basically shamanoid, but they're the only ones experiment enough for the paradigm shift to actually create the future prior to anybody else. And this is what we call exodology. So they're the ones who walk around, say in America today, say America's Egypt, they walk around in Egypt and they basically put crosses on the few doors of the people who are actually ready to go to the promised land the next day, like are ready to go into the future, to really go into digital completely. And, and they mark those doors. And of course, it's a tiny minority, but it's the only thing we can do that could possibly happen, which is why Nietzsche that some people could get together, become the chosen ones, walk into the future, make an exodus out of contemporary society and leave the masses behind them. And that's why it takes a sort of aristocratic ideal to pursue the exodology and do the exodus. And the people who do that will to the majority extent be shamanoid, but they would not be representative of everybody else. That's why I'm not a socialist. I would love everybody. I don't think, uh, yeah. if I could interject, I mean, I don't see why being a shamanoid or whatever you called it requires you to be into like butt sex. Like, I don't see why you can't fuck chicks and be a shaman, to be honest. Like, oh, they fuck everything. Okay, shamans fuck everything that no, moves I don't as think, long as there's a breath. Yeah. I think this is ridiculous. I mean, uh, <laughs> already. <laughs> it's, I, think it's, I think it's more the openness to new experiences and that sort of okay, thing. Okay, I'm pretty yeah, open like, to experiences, but I got a pretty closed butthole, put it that way. Yeah. Well, then you're not, you're not really <laughs> open to experiences. We believe you. We believe okay, you're, you're the non shaman among us, Joe, and clearly. Butthole is just a butthole. Anything is an asset, anything is material for you. Well, Jamie. we live in a, according to Deleuze, we live in a veritable field of anuses which are penetrative of different experiences. Never mind. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to. But I, uh, uh, I, I think was what, in, uh, uh, I forget which text where you said field of anuses. I think it was. Um, 
but but I think what uh, what Paul <laughs> was uh, what Paul was aiming for in the uh, last discussion on Twitter was that I think uh, Paul, you feel a uh, kind of a shame about what is going to happen with most people with the masses. What is going to be their uh, fate in this sense? But first, I want to make sure does everybody agree with that? Like logo, do you agree with what Alexander Bard talked about right now regarding what's going to happen to most people and what's going to happen with these uh, uh, shamans as uh, as he was phrasing it? I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. I I'm, I'm, can't really predict exactly what's going to happen or what contingencies may conspire. But um, it's a certainly. I, I mean, you know, I certainly believe that this is what this this man believes. Like this is a. It's certainly a, a, a like mythology. Like, like um, the question really, you're saying like we. There's all these like large operative pronouns, but like that. This is just like pure ideology. Like we didn't decide anything. Like you're you're talking ultimately about like like oh this this embrace of the shamanoid et cetera et cetera. This is really just like the like a consequence of like the 20th century state like creating like these sorts of culture war movements as you're saying right. We need these shamans these pied pipers to bring to like you know bring the children into the digital wholly and entirely as if like the true sh like shamanoid or outsider perspective would be like wouldn't that be more skeptical of the digital world? Why would it be the digital optimist? Who no, 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 no. You're mixing up two things that have nothing to do with each other. Number one, I'm not optimist about digital law. I'm completely neutral historically. I'm just saying it's a new condition. So the paradigm shift means power shifts somewhere else. And what you're seeing today with woke and everything is just exactly what happens with the paradigm shift. Woke today are all the fucking losers who are storming into the old institutions as they are dying. So they go into politics, they go into academics, they go to mass media, they go everywhere they can go into the institutions that nobody else wants to be in any longer because they're dying institutions. So in the dying institutions, that's where you find the Jacobins. The woke people are today. They're not winning. Napoleon won over the Jacobins eventually. The same thing will happen now. But what I'm saying here is that shamanoid people are the only people who peacefully communicate between tribes in any tribal world you look at. So you say you live in New Guinea like I have, and you look at the nomad, nomad, semi-nomadic people in New Guinea. Okay, the people who walk between tribes right in the middle of a war in the battlefield that nobody shoots at are the shamanoid people because they're the only way you peacefully communicate between tribes. That's what shamanoid people do. Androgynous people are very different. They're the link between men and women. They're the link between matriarchy and patriarchy, between inner circuit and outer circuit within the tribe. That's what they're related, but they're totally different. So Joel doesn't have to worry. Shamans are mostly heterosexual, but they probably fuck anything that moves when they're on drugs. Do so, you, do you know, think... but, but they, they, they're not an ideal that I have. I don't have shamanoid people. That's not, I'm explaining, describing how these things work. And it's the same thing if you look at the printing press and how it revolutionized Europe in the 17th century. You had a bunch of people who ran off, used the new technologies, wildly experimented. And of course, they got ahead of everybody else. And finally, we get to the 19th century and mass education and large factories factories that need manufacturing power. They, that's when you start to mass educate people and teach everybody to read and write and count and become good citizens in their nation states or whatever. But these, the, the, these things go through these periods. It's always the most experimental who jump onto new technology first, and that's why they gain from it first. But they could also obviously fail. But I'm not defending them, and the shamanoids are not going to lead the children of the future into the future. That's not how it works. But do you shamanoids think that... are going to lead shamanoids. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's interesting. But I think maybe to, to comment upon what Logo Logo's point, uh, do you think that in, in some ways digital communications and technology has really, in, shall we say, imploded the subject in the sense of 
a sort of fibrous being that we all are now, that we are, our subjectivity is now extrapolated across an information network. And in that sense, a lot of those sort of experiences that were unique to a shamanoid personality, now it seems that a lot of people are trying to seek that same, uh, what would you say, process of recognition throughout you know, throughout this simulated hyper real environment that we're all, we all find ourselves in. And I think that the problem is that the vast majority of people, perhaps they can't cope with a lot of this information and the, the sense of the self, you know, qua self becoming just information. I think like to most people, we're truly not, we truly haven't contemplated what that means for the vast majority of people. But of course the problems are, you know, our values in society, which is really at the end of the day, just like either utilitarianism or egalitarianism, they preach that, you know, everyone should have access to this because uh, for some, for reasons, right? Everyone should have these sort of um, experiences which bracket our own, you know, traditional sense of subjectivity. But that being said, it's like, that's terrifying in a lot of ways. It's like we're playing, it's like, you know, we're monkeys playing with uh, nuclear arms. Who knows? Uh, nuclear. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But we're living right now in a supernova stage of the atomized self. The atomized <laughs> self will not be the winner of digital at all. We haven't even understood digital yet. We're not doing it. Some people are spontaneously doing the right things, and we will observe that in hindsight. But most people are just doing all the wrong things. For example, influencers. Influencers are a perfect example of the sort of hyper-narcissism idiocy you would have at the end of a paradigm. And that's why it explodes. So they go online, and as soon as they start selling, selling things they don't really believe in, any 18-year-old today calls them a whore. It's an influencer whore, and then they're dead. So that's not going to work. Actually, digital will kill advertising. We will in the future regard advertising as the ultimate mental rape of humanity. The abolition of advertising in the 2020s will look a bit like, a lot like the abolition of slavery due to us 100 years later, because we will realize that we never asked for the ads to begin with. And when we got the algorithms and they finally started to work to our favor, ads is what we hated the most. You know, I, I would, I, who's, where's this a great anti-ad movement? Like, I, it sounds great. Where is it? Where is it happening? Like, who's going to get this done? It's called the spam box and everybody does it every day. You throw it in the spam box. You hate advertising. We all do it. We're all part of it. We're just not aware of it. Oh, you, you well, just mean that we have ad block. Like some people have ad yes, block. But, ad but blockers ad, are a fantastic but, instrument but, for people to be, to, but to advertising get away, will still be rate illegal. of rate, right? It'll still be a legal industry. So that means that like when you're driving on the highways, you'll still see, but I mean, you I can think, look away from the billboards too, uh, but are we Getting rid Nobody of looks at them or... any longer. And perhaps no, ads, ads have don't become... work. Ads yeah, don't they do. Work. That's why they're desperate. All right, this is, this no, is like the main thing why, that I disagree why, with you on. That's why, <laughs> that's why corporations spend more and more and more on advertising because it doesn't work. And what is woke? Where does woke come from? It's a fucking desperate last attempt from the advertising and marketing industry to get to our eyes. No, and our but, ears. That, but and I we think hate that's it. What we were... But, and, and is it unsuccessful though? Like I don't believe it that is. This um, it is. I've, I've, it's I've totally worked, successful. I've worked, I've worked in no. stuff that's related to like big data and that sort of stuff. And it is um, advertising is generally it's one of those things where it's like you spend more and more and you don't you're not really sure what works, what doesn't work. Uh, there's yeah. some yep. efficacy to it, but it's not it's not really it's very low. Uh, it's uh, mostly just marketing hype. Yeah, I mean I know you have your pay to sell, right? You have your like I know pay statistically, to sell. Uh, oh. Am I, am I Go audible? Go for it. So I know statistically, like for Twitter, if you look like the advertisements are like 0.01% uh, successful, but Twitter advertisements are kind of shitty. 
I think, unfortunately, the and I know it's like it was like a meme term from like 2013, but native advertising, I think, is extremely successful. Um, and that's like really does um, work. I mean, where you have um, people who, um, you know, will shill influencers like products and well, yeah, but it's, it's even influencing. I think like it is influencing and influencers, but yeah, but it's that, all that, underclass. That, that term, that Forgetting term, that my point, term, that it's term, all that underclass. Nobody in the upper class any longer accepts ads in any form whatsoever. And a finish started last year showed, you know, the YouTube ads, like you, you can get rid of them in a few seconds and you press skip the ad. Okay. A finish study showed last year that 992 times out of a thousand people will press the button right away because they hate the ad. Now, if the advertising industry haven't understood yet that they're the fucking mental rapists of history and we will hate them in hindsight, you know, they, they, they're so- I stupid. agree, you know? I agree with you, but they're just, it's not like advertising is gonna go away. What's gonna happen no, is it, it becomes more and more native. For the underclass, because all of us who can't afford it will pay to get rid of the shit. I think- so If you will the, not the, reach the people in power- the important, but Wait, 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 wait. The, the most important thing in this is that it's, it's all dependent on consumer spending. So like, advertising is is part of like directing consumer spending it's it's not like it, the the success of advertising will be on the success of an expansion or or a subtraction of individual consumer spending i would say probably consumer spending i mean i don't know it's probably just flatlining because <clears throat> we're forcing things in, a, in economically in a situation where you know there's you know people are just being uh, pushed towards towards spending even while they're making less money uh, because that we need to maintain consumer spending to stimulate the economy. But I think that yeah, but that's, that's nothing to do with to... advertising. That's everything to do today with algorithms. Okay, I start a restaurant, say here in Central Stockholm where I live. All I need to do is to get five guests to the restaurant the first night when I open and give them an absolutely superb experience. And the next day I have five point own Google Maps my restaurant and I have a queue outside. No advertising is involved in that process. That's it's not how it works, though. Communicative process today, you skip the advertising right away and you spend everything on the quality of what you do because everything from now on will be about quality. I think I, I just, I think I agree with what you're saying. I just consider that another, that's just part of advertising. Yeah, I agree. No. I agree. Well, Logo, if you want to make a point, then I'll. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's not like if you, how do you get those first five people in there, right? Like they'd be your friends or whatever. So, you yes. Assume, and like, no yeah. advertising. Well, they're, then they'd be ostensibly, right, like talking about it, word of mouth, posting about it as like influencers, like kind of- That's not advertising, form, that right? is communic that's authentic communication. Okay. Well, okay, so then now we're just conflate saying that we'll no longer have advertising. Advertising something instead you spend money on. Wait, you have an advertising department advertisers, company, I know. marketing department. Suddenly, you don't suddenly, do marketing or advertising here. You suddenly all the, all the corporations are going to be doing authentic communication with us. I think that's why they're all supporting yeah. Black Lives that, Matter. And that is all what like, I was no, getting. No, that's yeah. nothing authentic about that at all. That's precisely my point. It's fake communication. They're friends. Gio, they're all want, friends. You wanted there. to say something before that. I, I think th there, maybe, was a, there was a mention of the uh, yeah. blood uh, on the uh, houses uh, during, uh, you know, the uh, exit, uh, exodus. So what that reminds me of with the blood on the houses in Exodus are all the BLM signs and all the. Uh, well, hopefully being done. crisis averted in Minnesota. They're yeah, all well, going. 
Oof. Oh. But, but in a way that probably is probably not. They're probably still gonna find. <laughs> but, but in a way I think... that is the blood on the uh, on the walls here, and that is driven out of fear. Mostly, I think. The... I think. So the question the... is like, where do we go from here as far as well, that kind okay, of advertising? So... Yeah, in, in the case of like the blood and that sort of thing, and advertising in general, I think the the distinction I think that's not really being noticed is that I think Bard is referencing advertising in an exploitative sense, um, not the natural advertising that comes yeah. from a genuinely good product and that like word of mouth and communication, like you said. It's like it's a natural advertising. It's, it's not like synthetic, like forced. Um, it's it's not basically a top down like. Uh, it's okay, marketing. Now, it's marketing. Market, no, but it's but the thing is so so if I like if I make something that's very quality, like a, a very quality product. Um, like like and I, it and is I sell the it, sequence. I, yeah, exactly. Like it is the sequence. Yeah. Go and buy it. Is the sequence. If I if I <laughs> you know if ten people if ten people buy it they like it like it a lot. Um, and I liked it a lot. They advertise to other people. I don't think Bard doesn't consider that advertising, whereas you guys would consider that Nobody does. Oh, yeah. And I, I'm in yeah, a I think that's the main way. Yeah, yeah, so that's the way. Yeah, so I think he's... Okay. he's so yeah, we're, so gonna get, we're not going to have ads, but we'll solve marketing. Yeah, well, I want to market a logo's book over here, Ampersand. Yeah, I, have I have the link I to was grabbing for Let's market. Let's start our advertising and marketing. It's ultimate, by the way, this is extremely. This is just pure media. product placement. I want. I want. I want everyone here to know this is authentic communication. We're not. Advertising yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, I think, I think that's like the at the core of the disagreement is that you're seeing you're seeing natural communication as marketing and advertising, and it's Alexander. It's both. It can be both at the same time. Does 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 Alex think that there will, we will there will no longer be money spent by corporations in order to direct people towards the products that they have or the services that they have uh, in a way that they're not changing the the development or or aspects of the products, but rather just oh, like the, you know what I mean? like I know I'm just <laughs> like I don't I, like is because like. Because that's what Google does. Like, like yes, it's algorithmic, but like also you can spend money on sponsored posts and it will put you higher up in the algorithm, right? Why is no, 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 no. If Google would actually have the ads inside the algorithm, they would oh. have ads. It would kill them. That's why exactly <laughs> why you can create better and better algorithms. Well, you can beat Google this, at this game. This goes. Well, I just want to take a moment. I just want to take. take a, I just want to take a moment here to thank Mike Lindell. And the uh, my, my pillow, my pillow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the fantastic support of you know break the rules. The thing about Express too. VPN is yeah. that it's the best VPN. Service. The thing about Google's ads too is not really advertising; it's really pay to play to get. But the thing about advertising, if advertising is the um, biggest problem you have, like you're going pretty good. Like you know, life's pretty sweet. Like if there's no, like a no, few no, brand no, names plastered on a wall me, somewhere, me, I don't really give a shit. No, because Joel, you're missing my point entirely. The problem is that no of the old really. power I mean, I use ad blocker. I mean, listen, can I explain? Well, yeah, let, None of the old power institutions can communicate oh, any look. longer in any other way that isn't authentic. So that's exactly what woke capitalism will go down in flames. It's doomed to fail. Coinbase I, 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 are so fucking smart. Brian Armstrong banned politics at Coinbase a year ago. That was so fucking prophetic. Every damn technologist I know today wants to work for Coinbase. Not because of crypto, because is a workplace where politics is banned. Anybody who was involved in Black Lives Matter, they're gonna regret it deeply because Black Lives Matter bitches are currently buying huge mansions in white neighborhoods in America. It will go down with huge hypocrisy like Jacobins always have. 
Why would you well, get involved in Black Lives Matter? Well, now they're though, the right? justice like, game. Well, real, real quick, I just want to say we have five Canadian dollars <laughs> from Dream Radio. Sneed us your super chats right now. Sneed us your super chats. Anyway, Dream Radio says, if attention is more valuable than capital in the new world, then advertising attention is clearly the bottom of the barrel of attention quality. So well, No, but that, yeah. that's my point. I think yeah. maybe to cut in between why... The, the stakes of this conversation and Marcus, he did mention uh, how I'm an alpha simp. Uh, the simp economy is a good example. I think the thing with advertisement, the reason we're talking about it, because when you look at the way in which our subjectivity, like I said, has been transformed by hyperreality, then you can see that advertisement as say the, um, you know, 1950s Madison Avenue model that's going to go by the wayside that's dead right but the advertisement comes about through this sort of infiltrate systematic infiltration of identity from the corporatocracy itself so it's not just that you know I'm using Black Lives Matter or in June is going to have the pride thing and corporations are going to change their logo it's it's deeper in the sense that now extreme brand identification goes beyond the products themselves towards the idea that is being marketed to you as consuming your identity so this is why we're talking about it because now when we've had this sort of run of the corporatocracy doing whatever it can and there's virtually no government powerful to stop it you really don't the, the sort of discourse is a power of transformed with it so now people aren't just being marketed a product they're being marketed a whole identity and lifestyle and so this is obvious right but the, it's it becomes murky because yes advertisement will die but the death of advertisement, I truly feel, and this is where I disagree with Bart a little bit. Uh, I'm skeptical in that the future of, of advertisement itself by using identity in such a way that's going to unleash a hell of hells. I mean, it's already happening where you have, uh, you know, literal, like literal, like Radlibs and tankies supporting like, I don't know, Oatly. Oh, Oatly's a good, that's what I wanted to talk about. Oatly is a perfect example by going after shit posters online, such as our friends. That is to me, next level, brilliant marketing. That's better than that bullshit they did where, where Oatly put the fucking ironic ads on, on the streets of uh, Malmo and London and so forth. What they did by going after the top shit posters on, on the distant right, that was amazing marketing right there. People that will strongly identify with sort of progress, the progressive worldview, they're going to go out and, and drink the oat uh, seed rape oil sludge because they fucking argued with <laughs> Zero HP Lovecraft and Logo Dead Atlas online. So it's like... Did Oli at brilliant. me? I got to look this up. Did this happen? Was it you or I think they? I don't think. It hold was on, me. this yeah, is like inside some... inside baseball stuff. Yeah. Who is Oatly? Just so we're all on the same. Oh, Oatly is this Oatly's UK company. I know the guys. I'm drinking yeah. Oatly right here in my tea. So there oh you go. <laughs> because it actually tastes. Uh, good. Here it is, marketing <laughs> folks. Yeah. By the way, one dollar <laughs> okay. for wait, wait, flight. One dollar for flight. But I'll give you another example. It's authentically good. Yeah. I enjoy the. I'll give you another taste example of, of the problems the corporations are running into today. Okay, take H&M in China. We just got a hundred dollars. Take H&M in China. You know H&M, right? H&M. And H&M in China. And they decided they were too posh to use cotton from East Turkestan or Xinjiang. Xinjiang is called in China because of the Uyghurs, right? Who were forced to work in concentration camps. The Uyghurs? Oh, boy. Okay. So what the Chinese decided to go after them. What the Chinese did was that they employed about 2 million youngsters in China and paid them to be bullies. 
And they had then started a campaign in Asia against H&M, in all of Asia, where they basically just put a poster in there with, you know, Uyghurs picking cotton in East Turkestan. It looks wonderful and lovely. Perfect picture, probably Xi Jinping at the corner or something. And then the other picture next to it is just one of H&M's own T-shirt factories in Bangladesh where everything looks horrible. And they're killing H&M. H&M are going to pull out of 20 countries dead because they decided to go woke. And now they're dead. Okay, you, you can't do woke capitalism. It will not work. And, and it will exactly because it will go up against the fact that it's fundamentally fake. It's nothing to do mm. with the product any longer. Nothing to do with what you're doing. And it's trying to create a passion or a lifestyle or some kind of a sense. The advertisers are so desperate these days. They measure just the fact that we react at all. That's seen as a like, positive. The thing about this whole subject, maybe I'm a cynical asshole, but like, like, does that, do most people really give a shit about any of this? Like, don't you just buy stuff because you want it? Go and fuck yourself. Go and fuck yourself and get off. I mean, get off line. <laughs> You're I, adding nothing I, to I this conversation. So You're the party pooper. Oh my god! You don't That's open like, your asshole. You're nothing intelligent to say. You just, just I think so. I'm going to tell you stuff to say, but this is just a boring well, subject. Like the well, whole like, we've been talking about advertising. Give us a better like, one then. Well, well, a better topic then. No, I think Give the, us something I, constructive for God. We need to tie it back to yeah. the beginning. With no, 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 no. With, with, I, actually, with yeah, I want someone to do more this. cynical with, with, I, want, I want Joel to do this yeah. just like they have, uh, just like the comedians invite the hecklers on stage and say, now you do stand up. Joel, next subject, your choice. Yeah. I mean, around the round. Well, what is, like, what is, okay, so Lev, yeah. you had. Um, no, a, no, no, a, fuck me. You always have fuck a plan. Me. Don't worry Individualism about me. No, let's give Joel. No, let's give Joel. Yeah, okay, okay. You bring us the subject. Yeah, subscribe, 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 subscribe. Okay. No, we want pornography. Give us pornography. Here you go. <laughs> give us Barabbas. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I guess, well, like individualism versus the masses. I don't really know what that even means. I guess. Yeah, it's uh, kind of bad. That doesn't make sense either. I agree. I don't oh, know what that means. Yeah, the, yeah. In the context that I was saying it when I was uh, replying a few months ago, <clears throat> with essentially that there's a, a dichotomy. I think it is a, a dimorphism, a psychic dimorphism, essentially, like, and Bard would say in the shamanic uh, sense, but I would say more in the sense that there are some people who are conscious, some people who are not conscious. And I, and I think um, up until very recently, up until the internet and it, like abstraction of resources that basically the collective, basically the collective default, which is like most people who aren't really creative, they're not really like, they don't go out of their way to do anything. They're kind of just reactive. Um, they kind of had an upper hand because they could fit into like a pro-social community, local context. Um, whereas now with the internet and that sort of thing, um, that's almost like a net negative because there's so many inputs and so much stimulus and so many narratives that are pretty much pushed on everybody that the only people who really benefit are the people who are naturally as Barb would say like shamanic where they're not really influenced by that sort of thing yeah it's like the so rise effective. of the creative class it's not even creative class it's, just... it's more it's more it's it's more I mean, it's just okay. kind of what it's called to a degree, right? Like these are the people who would be, you know, you're, we're basically just saying there's like, these are the, there's the Morlocks and the fucking Eloy here. We can call them shamans or whatever, but what this really is is just the dimorphism like in our time, like in capitalism where like, yeah, if you can uh, create like a new app or a new widget or you can uh, sell your NFTs, then you're getting selected into like the rocket ship to fucking Mars, right? With Elon Musk. It, it, it's more that, it's more that if you can, if you can create, if you can create digital or, or I would say psychic, uh, basically products or that sort of thing, you can, cause those can be reproduced and it's can be distributed uh, geographically, not related to, you know, localism. Um, you can basically, you're essentially uh, getting paid 
at a much higher rate than somebody who's doing like a blue collar job, sure. somebody who's doing like a, you know, a local a localized context. So essentially uh, with like the invention of the internet and that sort of thing, uh, with even with the invention of like the, the printing press and the radio and that sort of stuff um, to, a, to a lesser scale, it's just accelerating. Um, but- essentially the, the incentives have, slip, have uh, flipped from the people who are the kind of the natural outsiders from being, you know, natural outsiders. So they are like, you know, one to 4% of the population or whatever. And now it's essentially the the ecosystem has them as basically the dominant force. Yeah, I mean, um, it's also kind of to, have the, to have the a degree... schizoaffective personality in some ways. Yeah, well, yeah, you it's have, because yeah, you're you native. To, yeah. It's like digital natives, right? Like if you're if mm-hmm. you're like an artist or whatever, you're you're conscious of the creative performance of yourself, like through these mediums, and like you know, you're you're interested in like manipulating media, or you can see media as media, like something mm-hmm. that is made and constructed by people for like their own effects. That's not like how most people experience media. Like for instance, like, you know, you're saying like, for instance, we all hate advertisements. I think that's pretty normal because when we look at advertisements, we know like that there was a boardroom, people sitting down, we understand exactly like the creative processes that were probably behind going into that. But the vast majority of people who when they watch an advertisement, it's like, uh, it's like the, uh, they looked outside their window and like, that's just what's there. Like they don't, they're not, they, mm-hmm. they're not like, naturally a part of the process of like the the creativity in this sort of sense like they they don't think of things in that way so yeah there is this split because everyone just experienced the world like mediated like we here or even mediated but we're we're like not that off put by this sort of mediated interaction because we consider like pretty much all sorts of interactions to be like a type of mediation and there's like these are all but, domains for performativity it's not like that for most people but, so that's but why the they go crazy but, on here but, so essentially the, the important thing about the individualist versus collectivist kind of dichotomy is that the ecosystem is basically selecting for people who are kind of collective you know in a certain sense um that works on a local scale um up until like 20 like 20 or so years ago whereas so you have basically the vast majority fits that you know archetype uh and then you have basically with the internet and with basically everyone's brains being attached basically irregardless to geography is you basically have the whole ecosystem flips and so the the creatures that were essentially they could only exist at like a certain very small percentage, like one to four percent of the population now are the dominant creatures. And there has to be and Bard says it's a par- paradigm shift. I would say it's more like an evolutionary bottleneck where it's like uh, it's essentially the ecosystem has has shifted in a very fundamental way that's has the, the human institutions and human societies and structure in which they're, you know, they operate is not is it built up for like the physical economy where i would say the psychic economy is more is dominant now over that well let me uh, let, let me first is... Paul, but we're only the beginning of the paradigm shift so the, what you're seeing is science of that and always this is dialectical thing so you will have reactions but you will go back to your paradigm <clears> try to save it and try to find something for it because you have to completely invent something new and that takes a lot of time so i would say the creative class for example was invented by richard florida as an expression 20 years ago it hasn't survived the expressions we use, for example, meritocracy is a small new upper class digital elite where tech is only the beginning of that. It's going to be symbolic meritocracy. It's going to be imaginary. Storytellers is the new yeah. one. For example, oh, Netflix God. writers is a new one. <laughs> but 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 but, but that, that's, that is a small minority who belong to that class. So creative class sounded good because a lot of people want to be creative. But creativity is actually really rare. In most cases, creative work turns out to be just mimicking anyway because mm-hmm. true creators like genuine artists who are truly shamanoid are an ideal and then you get a lot of people to work in these creative class jobs which is not really creative at all it's still just mimicking and things like that and yeah. the, it's industrial but on a new scale so 
you're absolutely right. But I think this is only the beginning of the development. If you try to look. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, forward, yeah. Definitely. I would agree. See, that. You it's, really it's, yeah. look like no. a paradigm shift. I, it's like essentially the, the ecosystem has changed, but the, the, yeah. the population yeah. inside the ecosystem hasn't adjusted yet. I, I think, think that, this is just a, the straight of modernity, though. Like we I don't even know. I wouldn't necessarily call this like if this is a paradigm shift, it's the same paradigm shift that we've been experiencing. Well, since, wanted, like, you could have someone like Thomas Nash rise to the national importance in Elizabethan England. Like, you know, that's basically the same sort of thing. Like, uh, like uh, okay, I'll describe what a paradigm is. A paradigm is the fundamental information technology of any given society. They, if it's a paradigm shift, if it's that dramatic, it means there's a new technology that beats the shit out of all the old technologies in that field. So we are now getting rid of books and every records and everything and everything goes digital. That is clearly a paradigm shift, technologically speaking, and it's a technological phenomenon. Then how we adjust that as human beings is that humans are basically the constant in my work all the time. Technology is the only thing that's a variable over time. So that's how we describe a paradigm shift. But the, the yeah, these are in a relation though, right? Because the technology changes like yeah, our own a, experience of what being human is. There's levels yes, of framing yes, and so correct. forth. And But I wanted to ask, um, well, I wanted to ask Joel about the, uh, the thesis that will capital will die. But before that, there's people in the chat that are demanding that Paul Town, what is your spiciest hot take on Moldbug? Uh, what, so I guess you're referring to <laughs> uh, he's not a he's not a good writer and he steals his ideas from like Anglos from the 1800s pretty yeah. much <laughs> I mean his poetry is good though Paul you gotta give it I don't think that either <laughs> I think it's good I don't know and, but I wanted uh, yeah. to also ask Logo um, when you talked about how there is a sort of conscious effort by capital now I'm of the opinion that it's probably easier just to say that capital is sentient somewhat. I mean, that's probably, I mean, it's like, you know, that's like the least complicated explanation of it. But I wanted to ask you how you, you, um, you, you go back to this idea that what we're experiencing in modernity is this weaponization of like what you call like culture war bullshit. Do you feel that in some ways the culture war, the culture conf, you're skeptical of it um, okay, outline why you're skeptical of it, but also do you think that it's just part of a sort of a dialectic, if you will, that the reason we're warring over cultural issues is because we have become either robbed of our sort of traditional sources of identity, but also that the capital is going to sort of push push us through the thresher either way. So what do you explain, if you will, like what you mean by culture war being bullshit and people that focus on it, they're just like, I don't know, being pawns or something they're, they're like well okay so, over it <laughs> so like for like the sort of like liberal form of empire that we exist within like the, the it's all about like it, it gets complicated because like really the america we live in is just a creation of like the of world war ii like none right. of none of what we experience as like being like normal american things to assume like even our own like self-conception isn't the same the, even the self-conception of America before World War II is that we were like a rapist gangster country full of like rapacious capitalists who, you know, this is this was our own self-conception even at the time. That's like every pretty much everyone was more like woke on, in that sense it, before World War One and World War II. Um, so what you have like with like the culture war theatrics, right, this sort of stuff is it's really more like just a, just training. It's like people warring over like education. That's like why we are always arguing about like what's going on in schools and like, you know, or what's going on in libraries. Um, and this this type of education is just like a, in the liberal form. It's just the training of your political your political sentimentality to a, to a basic degree. Like it, it's just about like who you who you're, you're imagining like, you know, like you you've you've observed this event. 
and and like how are you supposed to react like as an audience to this thing that has been performed like before you so that's why everything's like very much like um like pre it's uh, like presentation is like very important of all these sorts of events like you know we're going through yeah yeah exactly so it turns like already everything into this like art piece to a degree but it's not like but the mythology is that we're all contributing to this art piece because we're all observing it but it's actually just like a very strong industry like there's a there's a coordinated industry it's a massive industry it's a very professionalized industry um with tons of people working on it all the time it's like it's like it's absurd to call it like a conspiracy it's like a business like this is like as we're saying look with marketing advertising but this works the same when we're talking about news because like it's it's not it, any piece of information like you know like oh uh this this bomb went off in this place will be spun in the same way that a fucking like thing of oatly will be like you, that's it, it it's part of the content but everything is about how things are framed like the content, like this idea that we'll eventually get to like just a pure authenticity of communication, I just think is absurd. Like between human beings, like individuals even, or corporate, like there's always these levels of uh, deception involved. Well, you had this controversial tweet about how, um, I think you and Joel got into this because of it, how uh, you, like <laughs> that one episode of Star Trek where it was the, the civilization that had, I forget the exact term, where they just they referenced to something that was their communication. So big, the grand, uh, uh, Kirk, uh, did this, right? So then you were like on the internet, meme, memefied communication, similar in that you said, it's like a uh, based cringe cuck bug, man. Like it's like <laughs> these multi-syllabic words that people instantly are recognize the meaning, but it's like, you just type it. The meaning the is a picture that the meaning is a picture, right? Like people just mm. be like, Ooh, cringe or whatever, you know, or like, yeah. this was like, this was like, like even like rage, the whole rage face cosmology hasn't really changed that much, but right. it's, or, but it, like, you know, people are communicating with emojis now. It's the same way. Like a lot of words are just like emojis. Like people say lol or like LOL out loud in real life now it has like its own uses besides like actually laughing because you don't actually laugh every time you say lol you know we're always deceiving each other is I it a, similar to hieroglyphics <laughs> <laughs> would you say it's similar to uh egyptian hieroglyphics uh perhaps oh, i mean hieroglyphics were like a, a sort of proto-phonetic form that's like one of like the our concept of hieroglyphics though it's it's like more it's closer to our concept of how hieroglyphics worked before we figured out how hieroglyphics worked uh that, but yeah, I, I could say it's definitely like that sort of ideal. Like the hieroglyph became a sort of ideal of like this hyper compressed form of communication with just like pictures and stuff. But like it turns out that like a lot of the pictures were just standing for like the phonetic sound of that word and things like this. Like when we actually like were able to decipher hieroglyphs and start reading uh, Egyptian. So I wonder if this well, is I mean, if you look at the history of language, I might bring like like written language, uh, uh, like basically letters were originally hieroglyphics or like some kind of pictorial representation. And then basically what happened is they were trying to take those pictorial representations across to someone who spoke a different language. So like you would have like a circle that referenced the sun. And then, so then like, say when I speak English, I say sun, but then like the, the sound sun in like some other language means something completely different, but it's the same phonetic sound. And so they abstracted the sound 
to the picture and eventually the picture became more and more simple and like morphed into like you can kind of track the genealogy of like the formation of letters you can see so, that like, with uh, some of the early chinese uh, ideograms also like yeah. um yeah. I, I think ezra pound i don't know if he's right about this but i always liked it enough to repeat it but i think that the symbol for east it's either east or west it's like it, it's like a sun through the trees like like uh, like on the horizon hmm. and the symbol with the, uh, the complication... as well I like doing I Ching sometimes. It's a similar kind of thing. They have but, very but simple like, lines that denote it. And even in China, like, th this is... And again, I did this because this was part of my fucking master's thesis. Um, in China, they were the first, I think, to discover this sort of communication between the written word and what is the picture and what is the aesthetic image. So, for example, the literati painting, the combination of poetry, calligraphy, and the, the Sumi ink landscape... To me, that is almost like what we're seeing nowadays. We're seeing this odd sort of rebirth of that similar disposition towards conglomerations of images and words in meme culture. And uh, that's my spicy hot take. And maybe uh, so. But I don't think this is this is actually like re-embedding what language, like language kind of combined with art to create like the written word, like speech and art came mm -hmm. together to create literacy through this process of abstraction. And now if we like meme culture and so forth are a kind of return, like to kind of re-embed, because obviously like, um, you know, actual like letters on a page, they, you know, they don't mean anything unless they're attached to a referent. They have to be located somewhere. Um, uh, but I think I'd like to also like, just kind of like take the opportunity to change the pace of this discussion and kind of cycle back to like what we were discussing before about capitalism and creativity. Um, I've been doing a video series on my YouTube channel on Schumpeter's capitalism, socialism, and democracy. I've been reading it and it's quite interesting how he kind of, um, describes the emergence of capitalism fundamentally. It was you know, within, uh, a kind of like a Christian, uh, you know, Christendom in Europe, where you had all these established institutions, familiar relations, religious relations, and so forth during early capitalism. And so like the, you know, the bourgeois class and like the cap, like the kind of logic of capitalism working itself out was kind of embedded in this like more traditional political order that kind of maintained social stability, maintained like the kind of arc narratives that, that were like kind of the paradigm, so to speak, uh, that was governing society but then over time you know this class wanted more and more political power and so it kind of appealed to rationalizations like essentially liberalism to like political science economics uh these kind of secular rationalizations of the role of power which liquidated all of these traditional institutions and then left kind of capitalism just kind of stranded subject to itself where like now we have this totally secularized political science and economics that's self-referential in like the liberal early liberal paradigm um and he, and basically Schumpeter's thesis was that capitalism was destined to kind of blow itself up into socialism because of this, because ultimately uh, it had kind of set up this structure of rationalizing power, which would ultimately be taken over by intellectuals. And so the very structure under which the political, uh, you know, the political power of the bourgeois was like maintained was, was kind of processed through an intellectual elite that like governed ideological rationalization. Whilst at the same time as technology improves, the process of there's like a few different things happening. You have like absentee ownership. So you don't have like this individual capitalist running a factory, but instead you have just like a bunch of like absentee owners shifting money around in like some hedge fund that have no knowledge or involvement with the everyday workings of a corporation. Um, you have like 
massive inc like kind of like complexifications and so and a kind of a massive socialization of the production process where there's like more and more links in the chain and it's like there's more and more different corporations and like even individual large corporations have so many different divisions that are like totally um like massively complex that don't really understand how each other works and so there's more and more demand for like um basically intellectuals to have to come in and provide a language to understand how all these wow. different parts have been increasingly complex. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. It's, it's so crazy, Joel. See the emergence of sociology oh. uh, as like the kind of er discipline that takes over but from it's economics. But as Joel, a that's crazy how Sean Peter said that because that is exactly almost to the letter, exactly what generations later Michel Foucault said about the nature of power in terms of how capitalism arose by basically er eroding over time what he would dis the distinction between sovereign power and disciplinary power which is the newer discourses sovereign power is etched in blood it's based yeah. in tribal Here's, relations i got something for you geo it's okay, even better because john Locke. john Locke compares the power of uh, pub, uh public censure right the power right. of public censure like people's sentiments being stirred up against someone to the power to a power greater than that of god and the state and this is in like uh, the introduction to the later editions of the inquiry concerning human reason. So mm -hmm. this is like the like if you were looking at the time period where this whole like uh, like sentimental industrial like we're talking about woke capital. It's always been woke cap. It's always been also a simultaneous product of training your sentimentality. Right. That's like yes. What I, like I like Alexander yes. Bard's uh, eyes uh -oh. uh, wandering there. <laughs> Alexander, what do you think of what Joel said? Uh, the, first off, I'm, but I'm, 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 I, lo I love this discussion. I don't mind being an audience for a while i think it's fantastic no no but i am curious if you agree with what uh joel was talking about in his view of how this whole thing worked out yeah yeah yeah. i do i do i mean i'm adding attentionalism to capitalism and i don't think the way to communism goes through socialism anyway because socialism fails but i'm certainly interested in hearing what joel has to say it's almost as interesting as joel in a pornographic movie so <laughs> totally for oh, i'm embracing it entirely i am um, oh i don't know can you guys see the chat here with, with Jules, can I post a uh, picture in here? Uh, you can, yeah. you can if you become a uh, just post something in the sushi <laughs> bar. Post something in the sushi bar. I'm gonna upgrade oh you, a citizen. God. By the way, right, one second, Patreon.com. This is gonna be the plug right now, right here. Patreon.com/slash/BreakTheRules. We just got a new fifty-dollar patron. You guys better subscribe and better become patrons today. You're gonna get a lot of goodies. You're yeah. gonna get a beautiful but wooden magnets. You're gonna get Geo's print, and you're also gonna get to post in BTR chat. You could post images and stuff, which is a right not a privilege because i don't want people <laughs> posting porn but anyway but anyways um unless, well, unless it's, it's joel, yeah. unless it's port of joy yeah um but it, oh god i'm sorry joel I'm there's that sorry. smile there's um, that smile uh so <laughs> um <laughs> we just had to tease it out of uh so i think no it's because sovereign power is the sort of traditional models of power over the sovereign. Okay, so the discourse, the discourses that arose from disciplinary power, that is essentially what you would say, the rule of experts. That becomes the specialization. That becomes uh, sort of even in, in Foucault even says the family itself is sort of created out of disciplinary power, but it's a sovereign power within a structure of disciplinary power because the family itself is sovereign. It's related to a much older model of the family, but the modern bourgeois family is subject to disciplinary power, creates citizens for a disciplinary action. You know, kids go to school, the mother sends them to off to uh, the psychiatrist and gives them pills. And, and those discourses were created over time because the engine of capital itself transformed in such a way as to allow for or essentially 
this immense amount of expertism, credentialism, specialization. And now what we're left with, we are left totally without sovereign authority, uh, sovereign power. We have no more traditional sources of power. We have just disciplinary power. This is Then that goes into what Deleuze called the societies of control, where now the subject is total information that is just sorted and slotted out. And uh, it's not even a matter of biopower anymore. Biopower, yeah, I, that's over. It's the societies of control. Now. I kind of reject this a little bit. I pick up on, I think, what Logo was kind of getting at, which I think I would be more inclined to agree with, which is this idea that this idea that capitalism is only now sentimental, like as if capitalism wasn't sentimental, like what the fuck do you think liberal ideology is? It's all this sentiment, democracy, human rights, like Fraternity, freedom. Fraternity, yeah, 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 yeah. But like, like the, the like, oh, like the whole, the whole Cold War was fought on this like sentimental base. Well, it wasn't fought right. on a sentimental base, but the, it was, it was kind of rationalized on a sentimental base. I like this word rationalized better. Well, well, the thing is, though, no, it wasn't rationalized on that basis by the people who are actually responsible for getting us into yeah, those Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, they the, rationalized the it very differently, and then and they specifically were like, they were like, we need to hire people to fucking like get pe like stir people's sentiments to like uh, agree that with going along with all of this. Right. But that, it, that wasn't like the the reasons why we state we went on all of these things are total fictions. They're literal yeah. fictions that like we like no, train our sentiments. But I'm not but saying they're not fictions. Here, I'm talking about it. But here's I'm, the thing. I use the word rationalization in like in a kind of like uh, critical sense. Like you know, you would use it to determine like, oh, you do you do something. Oh wrong. no, no, I was more criticizing like, like yeah. the way like who you're describing as the agent in this like sort of sentence here, right? Because like that like <laughs> there are people who are responsible for getting us into World War II. Like they have names. Like you can look up like you know their like what organizations they're coordinating with. Like and like their own private correspondences about wanting to like have a war like this so that they could plan the peace far in advance of any of this happening. So that's what I'm saying more is like we right. didn't do anything right the public is is like just like they were they were just like fucking psyoped into going along with it i mean this shouldn't be surprising to us but, uh, but logo, our entire life real quick real quick yeah, i just i just want to keep in mind here who we are where we're living right now versus where a lot of the people who were living under actual soviet rule were and it would be interesting to actually bring some of those people in you know or teleport you logo back to where they were and have you have a conversation with them about this whole the gulag war thing is just bullshit being set up by these uh, puppet masters they'd be you know what fuck it i don't care if it is set up by some puppet masters what i care about is that we're not going to have secret police who are going to be coming into my, my apartment well, we had that in America the whole time too. So, and if you told yeah. it, it would have been harder for people. It would have been harder for people. Oh my God, please Wait, do not get into this right now. Let me finish. <laughs> oh let me finish. It, no, it would have been harder. Wife beating again. Actually, so, no. It would have been so much harder for you to explain to someone in 1950s, 1960s America what COINTELPRO was than to tell a Soviet citizen that there were secret police who were abducting people. Yeah, that, that wasn't true. a secret <laughs> in the Soviet Union. Who Everyone cares? knew that that Who was. Who cares? That's not the okay. point. The point is, well, is that Lev, well, people, really quickly, really quickly. People. I think the point he's making though is that like point. America Please sucks too. It's really. It's a lot better at propaganda. The point. The point it's a lot is better that at none of the point is that none of us here have actually lived in there, and it's very interesting to get okay, all these Okay. Okay. We, we have a gulag here. It's our prison system. We have a massive prison system, the largest prison system, larger than it was per capita Large number of prisoners than the Soviet Union ever had. Right now. So yeah, you can go meet people yeah, who are a, a subject a prison to the American for, uh, system. For reading the wrong book, right? Like a prison for doing shit. I understand that when it comes to well, drugs, you could lose your to... job for reading the wrong book, love. But anyways, society is a real um, prison at this point. Exactly. We live in it. We again, this is <laughs> society's of control. So to add to Joel's point, you are right. 
because later on, Giorgio Agamben then comes and criticizes Foucault, saying that, no, these relations of power, sovereign power and disciplinary power, they were always there. They were there since ancient times. This is, again, like Adorno saying that, yes, instrumental rationality, it was always there. It was when uh, when Odysseus told the, the Cyclops, he said, I, he poked his eye. He's like, who poked your eye out? I'm nobody. Then he goes back to the, the Titans, and they're like, who poked your fucking eye out? Nobody. Oh, my God, nobody. Nobody so they thought he was. Nobody TM, exactly. So, yeah, but, but Gio, Gio, the point they were is always the there in those relations. Yeah. yeah, everything is always there in that sense. But this is about yeah. proportions. This is about what yes. dominates society. Yes, so, yeah, that you're right. shift you're enormously. Right. Yes. And when we talk about these paradigms, yeah, everything yeah. was always there. Somebody always wrote, or at least wrote the last 10,000 years. Doesn't mean they wrote the same way we write today, where like 8 billion people are online all the time. It's radically different because the proportions right. and the scales have changed. But what I like here, maybe Joel's thing though, what I like here is to, is to talk more about the efficiency of the system. Why does it work? And, and, and how does it work? And is this collectively subconscious or conscious the way it works? Byung Shul Han is a good addition to this because he, he takes on the control society even more radically than Deleuze did. And he basically says that now we're in the 2010s when he wrote his books, the Korean philosopher, Byung Shul Han. And he says that if violence is assumed to be constant, then why not? Because we assume sexuality is a constant in a society. And if violence isn't seen the way it was before, it's probably internalized and moved inside. And he's arguing basically that the superego is now bigger than ever in the vast majority of people who live in the Western world. So the, the superego is now so over controlling in us that the ego is more or less done. Right. And that probably rhymes with this idea that individualism is no longer there. It's, it's, a, it's a form of compressed narcissism that we're dealing with, a hyper narcissism dealing with because we're under so much pressure from the super ego without knowing it nobody's told us unless you look at a yeah. guy like I, I, is, is that the guy i'm i'm not even saying this as a like as a joke but is that the guy who like i'm not kidding about this uh that advocated basically that people should become like effectively retarded in order to deal with the the control system in psychopolitics i think so it's not retarded but like it's he's play with he's a korean who lives in germany, in germany. it's interesting in the sense that he unites east and west and he really does it's like he's a korean Sion yeah. monk a zen monk from korea uh, who actually lived in germany look at ding dong in the chat by the way Gio will never utter an original idea <laughs> oh my god ding dong what is wrong with you i have plenty of original ideas yes and by the way everybody everybody subscribe right cares. now if I'm going to keep posting those We're never images. original. I'm going to keep posting no, these subscribe things so you people subscribe. But that, but see, that, it, that argument about, again, I highly recommend everyone going to read Psychopolitics. It's one of the best books yeah, ever. I, I will opinion. second that. That book fucking yeah. owns. And the thing is, the, the constant fabulation of the self within sort of our capitalist realist paradigm, that in itself is like now... And I know you're going to hate this, Alexander, because you fucking hate Hart and Negri, but we are becoming singularities where over the top of us, like, you know what a singularity, all the energy collapses within this one mono point of a black hole singularity. I'm not exactly a physicist, but basically all of this information converges into a singular point, And now the self has become exploded over all of these different fields and all of these different quatrains. And so when it comes to like this individualism that, you know, the Scottish Enlightenment was talking about, that that's dead. That's gone. That's, you know, people that talk about the individual, like the fucking James Lindsay's of the world. I'm sorry. They don't know what they're talking about because that paradigm is over, done with. We're in the age of singularity. Although Although it's what you do with that information that is the question though because now if we fully realize that a lot of people are going crazy they're you know 
reading Deleuze and taking HRT and doing stuff like that. So it's like, what are we, what are we doing with ourselves now? Now that we've imploded the self. We've well, I want to bring something in here. So we had a comment from Alexandra Plotnik on the previous stream. She right. talked about when she went to Denmark, she saw a lot of these happy uh, young, <laughs> young couples with kids in the, uh, in the cradles everywhere. Like there were a lot of kids that were being had in Denmark, according to her. And that is an example of, let's say a society that has a, good amount of liberalism in it so this idea that li liberalism would always lead to uh socialism or whatever like i am very skeptical of that just because the same thing you could say liberalism will always lead to authoritarianism or liberalism will always lead to nazism i, th I think i think that's related to the basically the initial conditions of the people there sure. uh, i think i could be wrong but from my my impression i'm an american but my impression is that danes are more uh insular and the outs they don't take well to outsiders as much as other you know people in that area of the world yeah, i could be wrong still, they, also have much, they also have much more either. of they also have much more of like a healthier like uh like social services sector like mm -hmm. their health their healthcare system is like that, that's, like, that's, that's not even you can't even you can't even compare it you can't even compare it to ours. But, but that's, that's they're also one of the countries I, like... I, I, I live in sweden and okay. it's very similar to denmark in this sense but mm. we have large governments we do we have yeah. high large government but we also have rampant capitalism and a lot of tech and things like that so i think the, the scandinavia is kind of the model china's looking at but they'd like to have a dictator at the top because they think yeah. they're too big to afford to have sort of the evolutional power between different groups of, of power so mm -hmm. you don't have just one tiny phalang at the top because the well, well someone in the chats but they'd like to unify was... a strong state high taxation that then promises to put out a lot of workers to that creative mm -hmm. class it feeds the system and that's how scandinavia works oh, uh, alexander real quick someone real quick, that, real quick. Yeah. alexander yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, gus donated five dollars 34 minutes ago and he says looking good alexander loving the casual look oh yeah, thank you for the great. casual look was he ironic <laughs> or did he mean it no, i think he was serious he's serious you should i see think it was authentic communication all the all the getups that Alexander has with these art people in Sweden, they're, he's wearing like leather and stuff. Amazing. Uh, but um, someone asked in the chat if Z is going to become the new Napoleon. I mean, I know that's a joke, but I think that we have to consider, I mean, China's role in all of this. I mean, what happens when we import this sort of like dangus like you know neo-orientalist strongman into Western politics, or even if that's possible? It's not possible. Yeah, go ahead, Logo. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I don't. I, I mean, I don't know if you could. You, Deng is more of like an export from us than the other way around, for the most nah, part. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're. Yeah. But um, because then the Soviets kind of fucked them over in the '70s, and then they're like, it's a real, are, China. Yeah. China's history is extremely, extremely hard to figure out from this side of the world because uh, they don't right. like really translate that much of their stuff, and we don't really seem that interested in translating a lot. They're just of good at copying. On. Like IP yeah. and stuff. <laughs> I, I mean, that's what everyone says. But then at the same time, like they're on the like they're like their uh, science fiction scene right now is like miles ahead of like. Well, they're uh, outliers, and you have that. Now. You have a ton of people. There's gonna be outliers. I, I don't think it's because necessarily their contemporary art world as well as like mm. I, in my opinion far ahead of what's going on in New York right now. They're also like yeah. like China over COVID has become like Shanghai fashion has kind of become like the like uh like up there with like London or Manhattan or whatever. I could, well, I mean, it's I, similar to if you look at uh, infrastructure for internet in america compared to infrastructure for internet in other areas in europe um essentially what happened is america built out first uh for a lot of stuff and because we built out first a lot of our stuff is not as doesn't work as well and it's not yeah, it's as efficient it's and they basically uh in europe they could they could look at it and be like oh we can do this we can do this actually better um and it's a similar thing with 
China and Asia in general is that well, you, you get you basically you have the Western world in a sense, mostly leading most uh, innovation and that sort of stuff. And then you have also, them able to copy to a better degree in certain respects. Well, I would say I would but say the, also Chinese, another key- the Chinese can be innovative, but they innovate in a different ways. So if mm-hmm. you take tribal places that are out of places, so you don't have the idea that it, it's itself that it has an evolution, but actually the evolution itself is systemic. That works for the Chinese. I work for Chinese companies. I know how they try to innovate. But I also know that they've, they're now exploring having European engineers working for them, where the Europeans do what they're good at and the Chinese do what they're good at. But mm-hmm. it's not necessarily that the Chinese mimic and some Western innovates. That's kind of a myth. That's, it. That's not how it works. Because the Japanese and the Koreans innovate in the same way that the Chinese do. And they obviously innovate. And now they have a patent industry and all that because they're playing into that global game. I think the Chinese problem is this one. They're building a sociocracy. They're building a police state. They really are, and they believe, they believe they're building the Napoleonic police state. It's like, this is what the police state should be like. And why our work is popular in Taiwan and Korea is obviously because they want to be the alternative. Like, is it possible to build a police state that's open and free in some way because we think that's better and it's more creative and it's also more long lasting? Because the problem always with tyranny dictatorship from a strictly amoral point of view is that they tend not to be stable over time. Napoleon Hitler didn't last long. That's the problem with CMP. I think he took on the dictatorship in 2014 because actually his part of the Communist Party was too weak. And he basically said, okay, I'm going to take over everything. But what he had to do then was to reinstall the sort of North Korean dictatorship model of Mao Zedong to install himself. And I think uh, that's not actually, true. he's even pursuing a new cultural revolution as well. Because uh, he, he yeah, but have you looked out. at what that cultural revolution looks like? It's a go forth and start your business. It's all like entrepreneurship. It's literally like, like American, well, what happened with the Chinese what dream? Happened? Like no, Jack no, no, no. Joel had something to say then, then Joel, you go ahead. Then. Wait, real, yeah, real like, quick. Well, is, well, is Jack Ma still around? Is he, is he back or is he? Uh... Yeah, he's back. He made a, he's yeah, back, but, but he's muted. He, good. He's yeah, good. Yeah, he's back in the call, but he's muted. All right, Joel, go for it. Just like the point that I wanted to make on, on this issue with the Chinese and like um, this kind of capitalism, socialism debate, or like if you want to define uh, the Chinese model as state capitalism or something rather than calling it socialism, whatever. But the point is that like this idea that like that, like this, this thing called central planning and there's this other thing that isn't central planning that we do, I find to be total BS. It's just Thank like you. who's doing yeah. the planning. Like in, in the United States, the planning is done by, you know, Goldman Sachs and other like hedge funds and like ultimately someone has to decide where is capital allocated right so like either the no. either the state can create a bank which like is like the dominant capital allocator or, or a bunch of hedge funds can conglomerate and go meet at the Bilderberg group and have a conspiracy to overthrow the government and determine we're going to be the ones that like allocate capital but either way it's the same shit uh, like it's just it, like with, with different, like a very different strategic focus. At least in China, it's like a formalized system. It's it's different. Where... Yeah. So, it, so, it, 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 so I'm getting I'm getting one thing, and I'm gonna go back to you, Paul. But I'm getting the vibe both from uh, Joel and Logo that these uh, authoritarian countries, like, well, at least they admit it. At least they admit they're bastards. That seems to no. Be I'm not. I don't no, think that's that not what I'm saying. I'm saying they're bastards. Country. I'm saying that they're actually intelligent because they integrate their capital allocation strategy into their overall governance and geopolitical strategy. And so they have a coherent strategy for how their economy and political systems if it's, work. If it's gonna be the decisions stable. are made by the same people. Whereas in the United States, you have a bunch An of- alien of, older of, class, yeah, that he- yeah, yeah, you, you have a bunch of, 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 of capitalists, many of which aren't necessarily like 
part of the United States security state. It's a kind of this complicated like milieu of these different factions that have to like, and, and so there isn't the same kind of strategic organization uh, mm. that you see in China. And so like the whole, the whole pro, like you could see it, it by the relative strength of the Chinese relative to the Americans where like clearly the American strategy is failing in terms of just like brute, like in, in terms of like an amoral assessment of, you know, where like what's more productive like who's winning who, in the short like, uplifting it, their people yeah. who were like developing like you know better infrastructure who's like you know ascending in terms of there's like, more uh, poor pe there's more people in poverty in america than in china right now yeah That's wait logo fact. logo how do you know this you can look if you here. look at the credit suisse report on global wealth it just is it you can just go read the credit how, how does suisse the report. credit suisse report know this how are they able to document all those farmers in china all those peasants living there how the united states <laughs> economy has been literally collapsing for about God, 40 credit, years credit suisse isn't exactly it, because the, all all the growth in the, the so-called growth in the american economy is just financialization yeah it's so bullshit. like so like the gdp yeah, goes we're up by three percent here we're talking about the no 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 listen to what i'm saying um, right. Yeah, uh, Lev, you go to the sushi chat. I posted a, uh, a schizophrenic picture that I, I post a lot. Thank you. I'm um, going to take a look. Yeah, you know, if you could post that for people to see. Um, oh, my God. It's all it's all it's, it's there's a zodiac so much blood. Chart. There's so much. Yeah. Blood. No, <laughs> no, it, it's essentially um, it's it's a, it goes back to and it actually applies to China, too, but it goes back to the uh, Joel's point based on uh, kind of socialism kind of coming out of capitalism and also the sociology coming out of basically dominating everything. Um, and it applies to China too. Essentially what the chart is, is basically, um, it's basically the, if you look, there's like two, two dragon pipe. I forget the, they're not dragon. Ouroboros. Yeah, it's the Ouroboros. But essentially if you look on the left, there's the masculine when it's ascendant. And that's essentially the, the masculine is building structures to extract resources and value and that sort of thing. Um, and essentially, at a certain point, there's an inflection point where um, the structures are built up and the basically the system is complicated enough where the dominant force actually switches from masculine to feminine, where it's more about being agile and navigating the systems rather than building new ones. Um, and so in the, in the context of China, in the context of China, um, Basically, what you have is you have a, a masculine force basically guiding yeah. a, guiding systems and building systems. And America's um, a more gynocentric force. Yeah, and, and so yeah, so so essentially, uh, with China, you're building up all these systems or whatever. And a, and like Barb was saying, with the reason you know uh, fascism and dictators don't generally last long is because it's it's more directed and it's more masculine um they overcode but, but it build, the mass yeah but it, it builds up yeah. it builds up the structures it builds up the structures to at a certain point like what's going to happen with china is you're going to get all these officials and you're going to get all these power structures that exist and they work in the short term but those are going to be infiltrated by people who are more feminine uh and this doesn't mean women but feminine in the sense they're able to navigate and manipulate the, rather the than energy create. the chi of and that yeah the and so city of the yeah. feminine as they uh, say yeah and, and so yeah and so in in that sense the uh, the american inefficiency for that sort of thing uh, and the european inefficiency for that sort of thing is is better long term because eventually you do get to the point where you have the people who are basically controlling things are basically they're more manipulating and you know kind of just moving laterally instead of vertically um and so essentially with the with the chart and with that sort of thing the the difference now compared to you know Hitler or uh, Lenin or Stalin or whatever whatever 
you know, an example of a strong man uh, is that the, the authoritarian structures are synthetic in nature. They're, they're external, they're programmed. You have like China building, you know, apps for, you know, reporting people, that sort of thing. So you don't need competency in the authoritarian, in, in the ranks of the people managing the system. And so the authoritarianism and the abuses of that, when that eventually happens, can go on much longer than uh, in the past. Be- because they've negated the sort of the same problems that bio-Leninism in the Western world has. Yeah, because you, you, synthetic, you have a synthetic people. exoskeleton that's now basically housed by people who are, in the past, it was a biological exoskeleton, and you needed right. biological. You need basically you need somebody who's an inspirational leader, who's you know their corruption is gonna, not going to be so bad that the people who are working for them are going to be uh, yeah. you know. Not and, and, to in do China, it. A, a good concept to sort this, and this again, this was like I did this in my my grad studies. Um, oh wait, wait uh, before before you go for the China okay. concept, fifty and okay from is that Kroner's uh, gondola. The Ouroboros will stop eating its tail when it realizes that it feels more like eating tail uh, than getting its tail eaten. <laughs> well, through the anus, I feel that uh, the the uh, yeah eating tail. I feel like that that is true. We live in an age of great inversion, and now that we are and literally through the archetypal death passage. Uh, it's like, why do you think it's such a popular pornographic trope? Because throughout human history, there's always been this sort of lurid sexuality. But anyways, in China, um, they have this concept called Xi, okay? So there's S-H-U rather than Qi. We all know what Qi is, right? The life force, the Prana, Kundalini, so Vril, forth. Yeah. Prana, Vril, yes. So Xi is disposition of things. It is the energetic sort of, it's propendency of things. So the propendency of the natural tendency of certain things to fall into place. So there's a whole litany of studies that go into how the Chinese are basically, they discovered this thousands of years ago, where there are natural tendencies among things and among peoples and among uh, institutions. So they're casually sort of naturalistically manipulating things in such a way that the propendency of the Chinese century is going to fall into place in a certain way that will come off as organic. So, and, and so th- this is what we have to realize. Whereas in America and well, the Western world in general, the sort of this natural gravitation of putting yourself into a propendency, uh, the sort of the portents into something that's gone because we like to just force our way into things. We like to have this like Faustian spirit that really doesn't care about our natural disposition because we mythologize the sort of, you know, yeoman farmer trailblazer, uh, finding a new land, closing of the frontier, all that bullshit. And, and to a certain extent, Japan has sort of gotten with that vibe a little bit as well. But so we have these sort of two natural things, but now what happens when this sort of originary masculine disposition or propendency of the American empire, what happens when that becomes feminine in the sense of the sort of passive navigating of institutions and, and looking for the natural dispositions and things and not really questioning the sort of fundamentals, not really being becoming a Faustian in that sense, but rather just coping, if you will. What happens when this sort of the Faustian man, the great experiment of Europe, the, the American century, what happens when that becomes muted, that becomes lowered into a more 
more feminine disposition and energy. What's going to happen then? Will China take up the Faustian mantle? Will they sort of emerge as like these bloodthirsty American capitalists? Like Logo, you were saying it, well, that's happening right now. Xi Jinping right? has read Faust and Joe Biden hasn't. So I think it's pretty simple. Oh, there simple. you go. Yeah, that's... But the Chinese do... You're bringing Quigley and Toynbee into this, like their model of yeah. like civilizational expansion. You always have to have some kind of vector of expansion, which basically the elite in any one society... That have to cooperate against some kind of, to achieve some kind of external goal yes and that yes. internal cooperation produces that kind of internal coordination that is generally socially beneficial because they need to build up for strength how, for how long power. though that's what i don't get here. and then and then that, eventually can, like that, exactly. that, no, that that is achieved and then once it's achieved then if they don't find another way of expanding then they start yeah. it starts to atrophy and they turn against each other and start jostling for position and yeah. so they have internal like, so you see this with the united states like up until the 70s like from the end of world war ii up to the 70s you see all this amazing technological development this kind of ascension of american uh industrial capacity it, fighting the cold war you know it, it kind of exacerbating it's like uh, uh it's power in various ways it's, it's a large degree of class collaboration and so yeah, forth. That, that's, that's and, then, and then you and then, and then you get this period where like as the united states starts to overpower and like become and, and achieve victory in the cold war you see like all the banking regulations changed like this kind of relation of sabotage the, the financialization of the economy and the kind of like the mass looting of like the american empire by that's, its own elite yeah. sets in and this slowly degrades the social fabric that relates and it, to uh bataille essentially saying an organism is waste yes. it's, it's not defined by how it invests its energy it's how it dis like uh dispenses with its excess energy um, yes, but at the end and, of the day, yeah. what's what are we left with? Really, and waste Just, is so vital because in the accursed cherry goes into how waste is such a vital aspect of the modern economy itself, mm -hmm. but also in the work of art as well. That's another distinction that Bataille makes because in the work of art, waste and excess is almost a given, and so it's really the only form of s s uh, toleration towards waste in society that is very overt. I mean, it's true. I mean, and, and he was writing this in the sixties. He was writing this in the like when when Abex was dying. Now you had like minimalism. But he's saying, no, that originary spirit that's of, of waste and excess, that was there in the work of art as well. And minimalism was just like this temporary blip. And by the time the 70s rolled around, post-minimalism, baby, uh, come Jackson Pollock comes back, Andy, Andy Warhol, you know, Basquiat, then later after him. So, sorry, I'm just fucking jerking myself well, I, I want to wind things oh, back damn. a little mm -hmm. bit to America versus China. What is going to last but longer? This is but, but this is the okay, great wait, point. Can, uh, I, get it, can I get in there? Can yeah. I get in there? For yeah. yeah. Okay. So China could have been Taiwan. <laughs> and Taiwan could have been China. It could have just happened, but it didn't after 1948. Yeah, China just couldn't get it to and, happen, man. <laughs> no, but if, if you just if you just think of it that way, then China would be a lot stronger than it is now because China had that potential. And Taiwan is now they'd be culture. they'd be more yeah. they'd be way more beholden to the American foreign policy. No, like, wait, 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 no, wait, 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 wait. It's all about the power sharing aspect of it. Its system is never stronger than if the guy at the top dies. What happens if the guy at the top dies? Well, the Communist Party would probably survive in China. We'd be chaos and stock markets everywhere around the world if a Chinese dictator dies. Not if an American president dies. Kamala Harris takes over. Yeah, because they don't matter. Yeah, except it doesn't matter. They're not yeah, real. They're they don't system actually is stronger have power. when it doesn't matter. But what we've yeah, done so is it's it, good that we have an economic structure over the last 10 years after 2014. <laughs> It's now much more vulnerable than it was in the past. And this is going to be the problem for China eventually. Yes, 
you do eventually the masculine energy goes out because even if it's split phallic it's, energy it, if you will yeah it should be split phallic energy by the way that's why it lasts if it lasts a long time it's a split phallus divided phallus two-headed phallus by the way but if it the is then you get a dictator and then it lasts a lot shorter and then you get bureaucracy and administration whatever you call feminine energy comes into the picture and then the whole system falls apart eventually but china i think the problem for china today and the shot they know this they know the big risk they're playing is that it's xi jinping's dream and it's like a little boy he's a boy pharaoh he's out there with this story about china conquering the world the Belgium initiative and they know that investing in infrastructure is the strongest point because it's what they always did that's what you do. We have a strong state in any economy. And America is weak with that. Infrastructure in America is terrible. In China, it's fantastic. But that's not the only thing. After the infrastructure is there, the thing is, what kind of creation will come out of that? And I think this is the one issue nobody's talking about. What happens if Chinese companies decide the home market isn't necessarily that interesting for them and they start leaving China? Hmm. That's perfectly possible. I know Geely are coming. I mean, that's what TikTok is to a degree, isn't it? Yeah, Geely are considering it. They're the car company that is the least connected to the Chinese Communist Party, that operate the most freely. They're buying into Mercedes and Volvo in Europe. They're apparently planning that maybe just moving to Taiwan or somewhere else is an option. And if these companies take their functioning, very functioning, efficient bureaucracies with them and leave China, which is perfectly possible, you have to remember you have 100 million exiled Chinese people in the world today, and they're incredibly wealthy and influential. You know, they got Falun Gong TV stations and everywhere. They're in Canada, America, Australia. They're buying Iowa. up all our real estate. Yeah, here. and they also yeah, have and- like Chinese Communist Party propaganda, like all through like these communities as well Confusion. that are like, no, up, no, like no, often no, highly no, no, nationalistic. No. No, Joel, the only reason you stay in China is because you've been fooled into believing it's a huge market of 1.2 billion people. 50 years from so now, the China Chinese will be party small. actively like like actively encourages its population to move into Western countries so that it can have more political influence just they do yesterday, as well yes just yesterday well. just yesterday new zealand announced that it was leaving the five eyes intelligence alliance so why isn't taiwan joining communist china in that case i just ruined your case there you go no no you didn't because because the chinese have <laughs> like actively encouraged their population to move into new zealand they've got all of their intelligence agents like new zealand's foreign uh minister is literally an ex-chinese agent um so they move. It's not like people are leaving China because like, oh, China sucks. They're leaving China because China gives them interest-free loans to go and buy property they pay for in the Australia, here in Canada. Canada. Yes. Yeah, and, and like they're actively encouraging it because they want to have political influence over. That these wasn't countries. my point, though. My point was this: what makes China vulnerable? Because we're making a comparative study of China and America fifty years from now. That's but do you doing. think with but Joel? Do you think with the China will probably Chinese invade Taiwan in the next five years? Yeah, they're going to take <laughs> Taiwan <laughs> very soon. <laughs> yeah. but, but Joel, do you think that, for example, you talked about how the Chinese people, when they go to these Western nations, they have these propaganda newspapers and outlets that they're reading? Do you think? And I know Lev, you're going to jump all over this. Do you think that it's similar to how like expats from the Soviet Union back in the day they sort of were reading Pravda still, even though they were from like Czechoslovakia, they were from Slovenia, or wherever? And they were reading Pravda still, and they were like, "Oh yeah, this is the way things are." But then they lived in like a decadent Western world. So, do you think that like the same, like um, I know it's America, but like the same Western decadence will sort of like make um, that sort of comprehension of themselves as being Chinese citizens? Do you think that sort of like will slowly erode them over time, the way that, for example, um, 
you know, back in the 2007, we all thought that Islam was going to take over Europe. But in reality, neoliberalism took over Islam in Europe. Do you think it's the same? Or do you think that the Chinese have sort of a deeper connection to themselves as a people that will stave off this sort of like, you know, Western, here comes the fucking Levi jeans and uh, watching, uh, well, for people what do they watch a, in the 70s? They watch cowboy movies. For you people know, who so. have a deeper connection to themselves as a people, they sure do run over a lot of themselves and not really do anything about it. And I understand that there's like legal things that have to do with that, but still. Yes, we've all watched really... the rec, vi- rec compilations. By uh, yeah, the really there's, a massive difference between, there's a massive difference between Islam, which is like this like sincere religious like worldview and like right. being Chinese, which is just like, hey, someone's giving me money to do stuff. I like money. That's basically Chinese culture, which is like not that different to wearing Levi jeans or not wearing Levi jeans. So I don't really see how they can be corrupted by the West. Yeah, they're really no, just like, like better at being Western yeah, than just, us in some yeah, ways. Yeah, exactly. The real thing that the mm. Chinese are going to do and that they'll be capable of doing, um, like, you know, we talk about like how long are these things going to last? Well, you know, every empire falls, et cetera. Chinese, China's had a bajillion empires. They rise and fall. They even have like a little truism amongst themselves where it's like the kingdom long divided must unite. The kingdom long united must divide. And that's just what happens in Chinese history. They're kind of okay with it. We're at a point where like we're in a unification period. It's a pretty strong peri- unification period for China. I don't see any real like i think it's like a coordinated at the same time as like the, uh like the destruction of like the anglo-american hegemony i think like ooh, this was sort of aimed to be a time of reprising it and like kind of a triumphal victory lap with like brexit and things and like the creation of like the whole can zuckus uh, like five eyes etc all of these sorts of connections the real the real political zone right now is in the south china sea everything around there and who and the varying alliances there like it's not written in stone that the philippines and set korea all these other countries are going to always be like american allies I, I, I that's like just a consequence of like the of history in like the 20th century oh. but it's not necessarily always going to be like that so like I, i'm not really that interested in like well yeah if china just like completely fucking owns right now and they're building a ton of infrastructure and they're expanding and it seems like they have like uh, uh they have a more optimistic culture their people are just generally happier on almost all metrics that people measure them on compared to westerners um Wait, but and sorry, who, who is measuring the people? That's what I understand. Like, is there like any 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 sorts of like polling group? Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm but isn't that kind of Reddit here too when they're saying, oh, look at these statistics? Like, why? Yeah, yeah, are you, yeah, why yeah. But that? like, but but you're no, gonna but ultimately kind defend of, America in the same way. Like, this but at the is, same like, what are you time, do? but at the same time, I am kind of skeptical of this sort of like implicit cinephilia that I don't know, like people expand. No, but I'm not a cinephile. Like, I think this is disgusting. No, Joel, I know you're not. No, I think this is like the judgment that the West is like kind of like receiving for its like rabid nihilism yeah. disassembling our own yes. culture and, yeah. and so that like chinese and people can like step into it and do this terrible nihilistic worldview that ah, we have see, now better i, I feel us. like we need to respect no, the finish. chinese more we need to respect well, the chinese I, why? More. <laughs> I like being racist but also secondly <laughs> um uh, also, uh, like secondly, every australian should <laughs> yeah like, what's also interesting is that you're seeing this in japan um you're seeing this in australia you're seeing this in various other southeast asian nations this recognition that the american empire is collapsing the united states can no longer be relied upon and so we're developing alliances like australia and japan just signed a historic military alliance just a few months ago the japanese and the, and the germans are like sitting down and doing a very interesting diplomatic talks lately i was reading about the other day um, because obviously the, the, the Germans compete with the Chinese as like a rival manufacturing state. Um, and so there's a, a large amount of, of, of shuffling of the deck. Like if America was to collapse, 
the Russians and the Chinese are not going to be so cozy anymore. The Russians are probably going to compete with the Chinese for Eurasian hegemony. There's a lot of different factors here. And I don't think it's like China is just going to have to take a victory lap if America collapses. I think it's going to be this massive reshuffling of the deck and it's unpredictable to see what will happen. Um, but I think it'll be very difficult for any one state to assert hegemony. Like the Chinese, whilst having think, like- I don't think there's any state The Chinese don't want to assert unipolar hegemony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I think because I think they're realistic. They know that they wouldn't really be able to, even but if they But they're taking different to. parts of Africa. I wouldn't say that's global, but that is something. Right. That's more- yeah, yeah, They're going to be imperialists. They're also hated like mad Colonialism and global hegemony. Alexander. Yeah, the Africans, they hate them. Alexander. Okay, China, yeah. China moves into Africa. They do what? They build the road with Chinese work and it lasts for three months and then it cracks open. That's why they hate them in Ethiopia. They hate them everywhere. They move in, yeah, and they do the loan things. So what they do right now is that they put out the loans out there and they run debt economies with tons of countries in Latin America and Africa. Okay, that might last for a while in an exploitative sense, but any chance you got to get out of the Chinese control, they will. Because the Chinese can't, they can't really authentically relate to the cultures they try to invade. That's the problem. They're too cynical in that sense. Yeah, but did every empire authentic? Well, except for the British, they tried a little bit, despite what people say. Did any empire really authentically relate to the cultures that they conquered? Oh, I mean, no, that's right why back. they so don't last. That's why they don't last. That's though. the problem. Imperial well, orders are weak. They're always weak. But, and, and the three weak systems they got in the world today, Russia, which will go down soon, and then China and America. They're weak. These large systems are weak. And, and that's true. America I mean, would be even... better if Texas left. It would be better. But that's, the th but that's the thing. I think what you Joel's need your saying, Brexit. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it's similar to what you know what happened in Vietnam, right? Like further, e further uh, south or east, I forget. Um, like this is what uh, Francis Ford Coppola was alluding to mm. in uh, in Apocalypse Now, which is taken from Heart of Darkness, which is that America confronted its unconscious in the east, and America is confronting its unconscious in the east. But uh, small faller, you you had John, you had a point, or uh... oh, did I? Yeah, you were trying That's to That's what everyone's something. wondering. Oh, I was thinking I, I just had this spin on it, right? You yeah. were talking about like what happens if the Chinese state they start losing all their car companies to go work somewhere else. Well, what happens in America when all our private military corporations start contracting with the Chinese instead Oh, of yeah, that's true. I don't think the military really I think I think the like I said I think the the psychic economy is dominant over the physical and I think I think yeah. I think most military stuff at this point is is just slush funds and and people well, paying okay. off friends. Well, no, I, I do I do have a responsible point for like, all of the American all of American technological development since World War II. You look yeah, at, like, but that's the thing is we're, we're like security. we're in a new paradigm where right, uh, an evolutionary. No, you don't have to kill people. Nation, you just have to right, Joel, Joel, okay, okay, okay. Okay, here's really what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna no. do. Joel, and after Joel, I want to bring things John. back to the uh, original. Oh, well, Joel John Davis. at a point. John at a point. Oh, okay. John, yeah. then Joel, and then I'm gonna bring things back to the actual subject of this episode. But John, go for it. Okay, so so like Paul, the the one argument I have against your point is like um like we're the, i don't understand the the this like the psychic economy is that that you're saying is just dependent mm -hmm. on a like a flat lining of, of optim optimization because like most of the increases in 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 production and even change now are are more just a further optimization of technologies or con like conceptual things like claude shannon or you the transistor that we're basically you know figured out almost 100 years ago and yeah. it's, it's really just a, like, e it's even process. even artificial intelligence like neural networks mm -hmm. were uh, conceptually conceived of like with observations of i think the, the yeah. sodium yeah. channel like even like 80 years ago yeah. so it's i i think i don't see how 
like the schema of what's going on with technological development and construction of new technologies is supposed to change. If anything, yeah, so, we, so, we're like, we would be waiting for another, like, if that's possible, if we can humanity, like if human, the, where we are with human consciousness can produce like a greater technology mm-hmm. that can be further. What, what I'm saying, what I'm saying essentially is that with, with the, the psychic economy or the digi- we could say digital economy, if you want to be less hippie about it, but um. I'm a hippie, what, so. what, what, what is, what's happened essentially is that resources and resource distribution and acquisition have been abstracted to the point where they used yeah. to be tied to uh, geographical regions. And that's that's how countries and that sort of thing and communities sprung up. So you would have, you know, you would want a city in a port area. And from the city, you would have good job opportunities. From that, you'd have lots of people there. From that, you'd have intellectuals come out because that's where they the information was tied to the spot. You know, you needed money to move information reproduce it that sort of thing with it with the psychic economy essentially you can you know it, everything is there's no the geo- physical geography doesn't really matter um so essentially what the the people who are winning essentially they don't need these like uh, nation states and communities to protect their wealth because once again you don't need to you don't need a warehouse full of gold that needs to be protected by armies you can have you know a usb stick and you can you know Email, you can email yourself, you know, your Bitcoin keys. I, and I fly say, this, this is total have, bullshit, yeah, in I my have, opinion. I mean, like, like resources clearly are really important. Like, why the fuck does... Like, yeah, resources are important, it, but they're abstract. Yeah, so but Joe, so look the at all... They're not abstract. They're not abstract. Why the fuck is... Like, why is America in Syria right now? Like, it's because... They're because that's the old guard. That's the old institutions. No, that are, they have the physical they're not old institutions. institutions. Like, electricity, like, needs to come from somewhere, dude. Like, if you have no electricity... Yeah, and somebody's gonna do it. Somebody's gonna do it. What are you gonna plug your computer into to download the Bitcoin But the actual upper crust, and especially if you look at things like Musk's Starlink or whatever, once you get infrastructure with which has the psychic link for everybody across the world where they you don't need to physically protect different infrastructure then essentially you have all the resources abstract and what money is essentially just is just a representation of energy expended over time and people trade that it's just a representation you know somebody worked for a day to make x amount of money and they know they can give that money to somebody else to do for have them do x amount of work for a day but um, i think so once you have once you have money abstracted like it's being right now with cryptocurrency that sort of thing once you have information abstracted the people who are winning the people who build up structures and that sort of thing they don't need nation states and they don't need cities money has always been uh, abstracted it's what money is money is like yes, abstract but, but money is an attempted like abstraction Joel, but, it, we had but a, it's being perfected we it's had being a conversation, more platonic ideal so joe we had a conversation in private you me and geo which was a very interesting one i wish we could have recorded that one but we were talking part about russia and one thing you were mentioning was oh russia's gonna conquer ukraine and get all these fancy seaports and it's gonna be big and strong like a russian bear you weren't saying it like that but basically you know the idea here is my counter to that would be look at all the countries around russia Russia that may not have the same amount of resources, but are kicking Russia's ass financially, uh, e- economically, and these are countries where a lot of people are literate. There's Lev, why do you always got to hate on Russia all the time, constantly? Like, so, so because I want Soviet to improve it. Sucks. Because I want to <laughs> improve it. If I didn't Look, man, give a shit about Russia, I don't want to. 
because I'm I don't Russian. want to argue with you because about part, it, dude. No, no, look, because I'm His part uncle Russian. is Navalny. Okay. <laughs> Joel, because I'm part uh, Russian, Navalny and I actually enters the chat. And I actually give a shit about the Russian people, and I actually want them to improve. I want their situation to improve. So I'm not just gonna sit on. If the you side. talk to the Russians, they they don't they don't want help from American expats. It like, depends yeah. on which Russians you're talking about. So logo here, because if you're talking about the Russians that are constantly being brainwashed, Rus watching Russian TV, then sure, absolutely. But again, there were or, people or the ones watching getting brainwashed watching american tv which there one? were people yeah logo. like no there but, 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 but lev lev yes, yes. it's true that america is persistently trying to distort the picture of Ru the russians have of themselves i mean come on what do you think like why do you think they jailed pussy ride i i agree with that by the way because pussy rat's a terrible band but um <laughs> there's all this bullshit that's going on like why do you think all of these protest signs are in english i mean that is a further trying it's an entrenching of american power within Here the culture of these local yeah but places. geo we're we're spoiled we're all spoiled well, here. We're not living in that environment. If you were to actually live in that environment, but I think, I'd be very I don't want to talk about this. I don't want to talk about this. What I wanted to mention was... You guys can go to Belarus right now and find out what it's like to sit in the prison under Lukashenko. Just do that, okay? That's my point. It's extremely yeah, but valuable. Lukashenko's base. Lukash that's the yeah, he's, he's base of Red Bull, spoiled bro. brats, all of you. But I think... I think the, the, oh god the what disagreement me? I'm not if, if paul town okay it's like if we were to have a conversation but and jean michael greer paul town would be nick land joel would be jean michael greer because eventually i i agree with paul town i agree the the platonic idea of crypto even though i'm not invested in crypto i think it's there's something there but at the same time i feel that the hard limits of the facticities of natural resources and so forth and malthusian economics and so forth i think that in some ways we might get to that thing, but I think the whole notion of like hard AI and the abstract, further abstraction. I mean, we're, we're, we already live within the abstraction. Well, of the it's self, not, it's not just but, that. It's the, the abstraction, ahead, the abstraction has reached a point where, so essentially me personally, you know, once I'm off probation for my violent felony, I can go to, right. you know, anywhere in the world and I can, <laughs> I can basically get an inflow of resources just from my work and yeah. basically, you're going to have to pay basically, taxes to yeah, America. Yeah, yeah, and pay taxes, yeah. And I can basically expend those resources in a small localized community that isn't related to any world power or that sort of thing and essentially be a functional member that's of that community, benefit that community, and also not worry about, you know, oh, I have, you know, $10 million. Now I need to, you know, I need to have yeah. an army to protect it. I can, this, and, and, if that, and, that, and if that community and if that community fails, I can go hop on a plane or oh, hop on a boat. This right. is so solipsistic, the elites today is... operate within something called the global empire. And the global empire is the empire of, of the economy and technology. That's totally global. Right. The ocean. There's no reason for data flows or for the economy or capital to see any borders anywhere. So it's all global. Where do they move? They move to Singapore and Dubai. They move to city states that are well protected, where you don't get the COVID-19 shit or you get the shot the first day it arrives. You, you know, luxury places, great mm -hmm. education. Kids speak Mandarin, English, and French. Yeah, outposts of the Anglo-American That's Empire. where the elites live. That's where the elites live now. That's where. But, they but those, like, like you said, I think is like this is the gestational stage of of a new sort of thing. I think I think what's essentially going to happen is over time, people are going to realize, oh, I can I can collect all these resources and and not. I don't have to invest in a community. I can kind of be like a uh, a nomadic sort of person where I can move from different areas. And well, if, those, if those areas don't if those areas don't protect me properly, I can just move to the next one. I don't really have to invest in politics. I don't really have to invest in you know security that sort of thing. I can just kind of 
just hop from area to area. That's exactly it's, it's that, just, that's how people live in Dubai. That's how yeah. people live in Dubai. If they want to leave Dubai, total bullshit. <laughs> why is it? Yeah, why I, is how come they live like in Dubai? Because there's a big fuck ton of oil sitting there. Yeah, and then once oh, that's yeah. gone, once that's gone, <laughs> they can go somewhere else. You no, know, Dubai they, they don't, does they're... not have any oil, Joel. It doesn't. Well, what you're did. kind of talking. That's exactly why it worked because it why, didn't. Why, have oil. And why is there all these Dugan disrespectors in the chat? This is a Duganist podcast. No, I'm kidding. The way that the way that the way it sounds to me is like what you're describing is like you could call it like this is this is kind of how just hereditary aristocracy always worked though, right? The yeah, but it's, it's, it's a different. Yeah. could always move to a new. Yeah, I, I don't really. But it's a different class. Capital. It's a different class because because the capital is so much more abstracted that. It, it's going to a different the it's going to the four percent right. of the population that's, that's going true. to eventually so, it's going to be a bigger percentage of the population eventually because you know they're the ones who are going to agree uh, paul, paul, this, this is what i'm talking about with optimization i mean i just feel like this is this, this is exactly the same as like humanist culture like like yeah no, i'm not saying it's different it's the same process it's just and, it's, and, it's, and it's hit a flipping like, it's, it's hit, literally it's, like an optimization of humanist culture but i don't think i think that like has already reached its absolute point of no but like, but, but john do it's you not going to be a way of life available to everyone would be my no, yeah that's course, right yeah there's, there's, gonna be limited. Small, there's gonna be the minority all right great has great i'm actually happy we finally got back to that way of life being limited this well, okay, is what so i wanted to go back okay to. so joel then then john okay then but specifically joel and john i want to circle back about the but i just wanted to say on one the, thing before yes. okay i i would ask john do you think that within that sort of humanistic um, abstraction of capability is the seeds of a post-humanism. That's what everyone, every fucking theory cell that goes to well, I guess, yeah, if, if, is if I'm gonna that. just, if I'm gonna show who I'm like thinking through, I mean, that's like what uh, the whole like slaughter dyke thing right. is. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think, um, I just think that I don't, I don't understand. I think it's already just been completely like the game that has been played already since like the 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 1960s and and um i don't think it actually has that much more room to grow and i i i wonder if well this is the thing that's, that's where you're wrong it's a generational thing so you have the ecosystem change but you have the actual people and the infrastructure has to change generationally and that's a there's a there's a much bigger lag for the infrastructure to be degraded and general quality of life for the average person who's not taking advantage of the new ecosystem to have their, you know, to lose out because there are jobs, there are roles, there. It's basically it's it's time lagged. So essentially, you're, what you're seeing now is you're seeing you're seeing the beginning of the abstraction of capital and, and that sort of thing. But we're not at the point where we are now, which is like this is like the first generation of really like, I, digital I, I natives. My argument is I, I I don't understand how the way that firms function isn't already like basically an irreducible level of, of, of abstraction. What do you mean? The only way that it could become more abstracted is if you like, were able to like conceive of uh, society and the economy as if like actually directly as thermodynamic measurements, like, what do you mean by firms and flows and skills? Yeah. Like, 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 like an actual corporation and a firm, like that, it really doesn't have that many, like very, like, variables of of like there's not like we've already come to understand like the actual irreducible like system of of a of a, of a corporate firm and then like have been able to to use like individuals 
have been I'm saying able those, to are, this those game are like, of understanding it financially, like through like financially and 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 also like through uh, like branding of, of like because I mean for you right yeah if you if you think that you're like of an avant garde of, of people in in what you're calling a psychic economy I don't I'm not saying that on the upper like, crust yeah. No, I mean, I don't mean that in any like way that's like tinged. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. Paul is it's... our Wunderkind. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm the I basically, you know, I mean, I've almost all my money in my entire life and all of my friends I've made online. So, yeah. but um, I, I just think that um, it's just um, what you're talking about is really just a change of like the actual communication system um, rather than a further abstraction of capital no it's it's basically the so you have the beginning of the abstraction resources with gold you know that with bartering then gold and that sort of stuff and you have you have essentially it's getting to the it's gold was the best they could do at that point because you know you you didn't have networks for that sort of thing but essentially what what money is and money is an abstraction of energy over time it's a a representation of that but that's the that's the platonic form of it um and once you get to the point where at the, with crypto, that's where we're getting to is the point where it's, it's very, it's almost perfect. It's obviously not perfect, but it's almost perfect. Um, you're essentially, you're, you're, you're divorcing, you know, resource flows, which used to be tethered to physical things. So, so essentially a book is just say, but my book's worth $20 or whatever. Um, you're in the past with when, when it's just physical, it costs money to ship that. It costs, it takes time to ship that. So there's an entropy involved in, in the transformation of, of information. Now with the internet, you can move it anywhere you want pretty much instantly. The, the, the entropy is pretty much well, gone. So, the, so the, trans, it, the transfer but, but What I'm saying is that that's only a difference in literally like the interface rather than- No, it's, it's no, no. It's a difference in entropy in basically the, the well, movement of, of capital. But the, I don't still... think there's that much new stuff going on because all of these things that you're talking about where it's like, you know, making like these abilities to transfer money between countries and currencies, et cetera, like being able to like slip through- the and, the, and the difference between storing it and, and that- Yeah, sure, sure, sure. But all of these things were very much developed like way earlier earlier in the 20th century and uh, this sort of class you're talking about these are just like you're just saying like this is like fundamentally the class that rules us still where it's like you know like oh yeah you can just buy citizenship in another country if you have accumulated enough capital and then but, it, but it's, it's just diff- collect it's different. passports and you have yeah like, but it's it's different flags yeah. of convenience it's the same yeah it's the same process is, it's just a different, it's different in the the entropy has been almost completely removed the the um the barriers to entry to to having your own like swiss bank account is now lower sure yeah, but, but it's, it's not but lower, my, my it's non-existent. Is, 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 is that's not that's not actually like a representation of a change. That's just like a uh, yeah, it is. No, no, the, the, the further, a, it's a further refinement a of a structure that already existed. It, you're, you're at a point in time in which like people are lit- literally dying, and like yeah, but those are the people who are and, losing and it. And, and, thing is, and, and the thing is, and so you can thing, just and, and what, what I'm saying point. with the difference between individual, the most most people, and then the the people who are now currently four percent is that in the past you had to have, you have these phenomenological, however you say it, uh, cities spring up, you know, uh, communities spring up, which because these people who have the money, they need to have a community okay. to protect that. Sure. They have the capital. And then, well, so once you, once you remove the need to protect a fun, once you remove the need to protect capital in a physical manner, then you remove the need for all like the little people who are not really you, winning. But you, you, you have here's, to predict the, the shit that you buy with that money. Like you can't, you, 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 the money can exist abstract, but ultimately you're going to buy shit with it or you just yeah, you can buy it. Yeah you, yeah. you can basically yeah, so you can that buy, shit's going to have to be somewhere. That's just going to have to be somewhere in geospatial reality. 
Yeah, so you, you yeah, you, you, tra- you think- transfer it to, to a butcher to get a, a full cow or something. It's like it, it's it's you, you basically it, it basically just abstract. You talk about you talk about like a more efficient like current yeah, system, it's more, more efficient bookkeeping. Okay, like yeah, but that's not like that doesn't fundamentally revolutionize how industry works because industrial production. And it no, fund- no, 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 yeah, it doesn't. It does because technology. No, I'll tell you. The psychic resources, which are information and money is a form of that money, information, energy expended over time and representation of that. The, the psychic resources, they used to be, they had an umbilical core to the physical. So the, so basically it, there was a, there basically the, the physical was dominant. The physical economy was dominant over the psychic economy. Once you get the internet, once you get all brains in a network connected and even Tesla uh, commented on this, that humanity is a giant brain. Once you get all the brains connected you can transfer those abstracted resources regardless of geography in a way that's fundamentally different in the, than the past yeah but you didn't you sure. didn't explain anything you're just asserting something well now, this is just I'll, electricity now, now, I'll, now i'll have a go at talking so if you look at how technological industry actually works and you look at like history itself money has nothing to do with energy and time if you look at the history of money Money is just abstracted bookkeeping. Before we started trading gold, what is abstracted had, bookkeeping? Yeah, so like at the beginning of, if you want to know what the beginning of currency systems. No, are, what, what is gold. abstracted? What is abstracted bookkeeping? Well, let me explain. I listen. I listen to you. So listen to me. So at the beginning oh boy. of the yeah, beginning of money, yeah, yeah, the beginning of money uh, is literally like you would have like in like ancient Mesopotamia or some shit. You'd have some imperial temple, and they would have a ledger, and they would like like at like a stone ledger or something, and they would like mark down this many bushels of wheat, this many, you know, whatever, like cow That's phenomenal related to it. No, listen, listen to what I'm saying. And so you would like, basically, this is like the basis of trade. You would have people would come and like drop stuff off. They're owed X amount. People would borrow stuff. They owe X amount. And there would be some kind of bookkeeping apparatus to kind of manage this distribution of resources from this like central location. And this was like a kind of a kind of complexification of like tribal organization where you'd have like a chieftain who would be at the center of some like tribal distribution mechanism who would kind of decide how all the resources in the tribe would be mm-hmm. distributed. Obviously, once you go beyond Dunbar's number, you need to like write it down or something. This is the, actually the origin of writing as well. And, and then the origin there's symbolic actually, exchange and everything. Yeah, yeah, like symbolism, abstraction, all these things become necessary in this moment. Then gold or like coinage, not even gold, but just coinage in general starts to get issued so that you can like provide for people in, uh, basically provide for your military mm-hmm. far, like, like, you know, beyond the direct territory that you control. And the reason why that money has value is because people know, merchants know they can get those coins, take it back to the imperial temple and, and trade up X what? amount of whatever the fuck. They can right? trade it for it's abstraction bookkeeping over expended. No, because what it is is like it's literally there's there's a, a central control system. There's a language that you're talking they have about. You're talking of, about the mechanics around it. You're not talking about the actual thing. You're talking around what it is. is well, so if Paul, I trade you, you can, a, you can describe I anything you, as an energy you know, system. If I, yeah, 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 yeah like everything can. in the you universe is energy. energy. Otherwise, it's that's nothing. What you should do. The thing is, so essentially, the thing is, if I trade you a bar of gold for a cow, am I saying this bar of gold is the same as a cow? No, I'm saying the the value of this is essentially you can trade this in for something that's equivalent to a cow in the future. In the, yeah, but if you went to some tribe. And you're like, here's a bar of gold. Can I have a cow? That would be like, like pride but civilization. Think, okay, like, that no, they wouldn't have yeah, some abstracted bookkeeping Yeah, they have to exist within the social relations. relations yeah, but that, that, and that's why the psychic economy is, see, is the fundamental is... Of, uh, that underwrites the physical. I don't know. Right. I, 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 honestly, I just think you, 
Geo than Bar. Geo than well, Bar. I wanted I wanted to bring in Alexander Bar because he is the man that came up with the the term net netocrat, right? So we see that the information economy is fundamentally transforming the way, not just the way we do business, but the way that we interact with each other. But I'm curious to hear um, Bard's thoughts on this discussion, because do you side with Paul Town to say that perhaps capital itself is not just a force that abstracts, but it itself is becoming abstracted in terms of exchanges of information? Because like, I mean, NFTs, for instance, the NFT thing, that it's like, I, I'm a person that does a physical work of art. Right, but now that you can sell it as an NFT, you can see the GIF or the painting or what what have you. But that still is like an encoded information exchange that you are Alexander Barter, an owner of Lev's NFT. By the way, invest in Lev. Go invest and buy Lev's Lev. NFT. This is the Super Rare link right over here. Superrare.com/slash/artwork/pyramider. Yes. This is the one. Right. So someone buys that NFT. That is an exchange of information. There's nothing. I mean, there's physical bits. I mean, if you wanted to get reductive, but I I'm curious to hear your thoughts. Alexander in this discussion okay, with Joel okay, and Paul okay. Town. Two different things here. Blockchain and capital are not the same thing. Blockchain is basically how you try with technology to fix something in time so it can stay that way forever. You can't change it. That's the, that's the dream of blockchain. Capital is different here. But I think I think we're missing out that it's not necessarily capital that is the most dominant mode once the netocrats come in. Um, that's not the rarest thing in the world today. Therefore, probably not the prices thing. The prices thing is attention. And that's what we talk about attentionalism for over 20 years. And I think there's a shift around 2012, which we don't realize attentionalism actually became more important than capitalism. So attention is the really rare thing here. It's really, 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 really hard to get anybody's attention. And the problem with attention is that it, it, the, the most precious attention is the one you will not trade. It's what, you, what money cannot buy. For some people, they're so poor that anything can be sold, including their own children. But for a lot of people, there are things we will not sell, and we're not put up for sale. And because those are the very things that are the most valuable now to an extreme extent, I think we need to start talking about attentionalism as radically different. So there's no attention economy because we're actually talking about people, things we cannot trade. It's kind of spiritual and weird when you start thinking about it. Right. But I think we need to talk about attention is different than capital. At least it's a new category. The way land ownership dominated the world until capital came along. And then capital came along. And because capital was much more fluid and you could buy property with capital, then owning capital was more interesting than owning the land because land was just one of the many things you could trade with the capital. But the problem today, because now in relationships between human beings, it's the tension that is the rare thing. And you can't get people's attention with money any longer. It doesn't help. That's exactly why we have this enormous deflationary pressure in the world economy. You throw money at things all the time and still there's no inflation coming. Why? Because the things you really want right now, the things you really pressure for you are the ones you cannot buy. Now, how do you buy people when you cannot buy them? Well, you got to convince them in some kind of trade in between people that there's an attention going on that is more interesting than capital itself. But do you think that there is a symbi symbiosis between the attention economy and capital? Because still, capital is something that is like the raw hard assets. I no, mean, I I, capital. Yeah. What is I capital refuse like to use the term attention economy. It's not an economy. That's the point. Oh. Economy is economy. Fine with that. No, but use, you can right? commodify you attention. Capital? Attention is like, not what trading. What do you mean by capital? Like, can you define what's, what does capital mean? Like, like what's your definition? Any, any form of abstract value we can pass in between each other and accumulate and then distribute, etc. So I would define capital as like ownership claims, right? So like if I, if, I, if, I, if I am a capitalist, I have ownership claims. I therefore have control over 
a certain yeah enterprise. the problem with the problem is actually capitalist in latin which means head it's, it's actually capitalism actually is the idea of the nation state and then we put capitalism in there when money flows are what we're talking about but say money then so say money is, has existed for at least the last five thousand years and and yet money is all around now because money what what money did was that it actually put a price tag on anything that could be valued and it, it did so globally. So we cannot fake any longer the actual trade value of this mug, for example. We know the mug because we put it out in the market, we get a price tag on it. This is how much it costs to buy it or whatever. So all products in the world that, can, that are up for sale are now democratically valued next to each other. That's I think that... And it's incredibly forced. That's exactly what's fantastic. It's a credible, yeah. brutal, phallic force that stormed its way into human society some 600 years ago in a much more efficient way. But now we got the money, but we're still obsessed with the money because we're stuck with the money paradigm, like that was the most important thing. But I think we're missing out that there's another value here coming into the picture that used to be the sacred space or sacred rooms. It was really precious. And we didn't really talk that much about it because it was the one thing like love, like I will not sell somebody I love on a market, right? So those things that we will not buy, and that's our time. Our time is now becoming so precious to us. Our lifespan is so short to us, considering how intense it should be, that actually we, we will not trade our time for money unless we're really desperate. And that's exactly think- why the underclass gets stuck with capitalism, but the new upper class will look for a different value, which I call attention. But at the same time, at the same time, recognition. I, I would, yeah, recognition. Okay, is- so someone wanted to ask me, uh, to ask you, Logo, in the chat about how Hegel fits into this, but we'll get to that. What I think is that, I think the problem is that capital is trying to infiltrate those things which you cannot sell, you cannot buy, and you cannot commodify. Because commodity fetishism is still even more of an intensified process nowadays. I mean, look at the debate I had with the fucking with the Ayala stream. I mean, literally selling the token and the gestures and the pantomime of love to uh, incels that have a lot of capital. So it's uh, really what we're seeing now is capital is trying to infiltrate what that which so, is the- by definition without sale. And I think that's incredibly dangerous, but you're saying that their capital will ultimately fail in the end and it won't be able yes, they will. to modify. I, I, I did a webcast. But Ayala is making good money for herself though. Yeah, so, you sorry. still can. I can. This and is and look ar- at that geo necklace. This that is nice? the argument. Okay, this is the argument where I might be wrong, but this is the argument for tertialism. The argument is that the people who have the most attention, which they cannot trade, but they still have that. Those are the very people who will get the capital at the end of the day. The capital will accumulate along, mm-hmm. along around the people who have the attention, and they still cannot trade it, and still they get the capital. That's yeah, how ce- celebrities. Yeah, yeah, no, I I do agree. No, 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 celebrity. No, 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 celebrity. That's old. Good. That's that's old economy. That that's economy. Like celebrities. No, I think we're beyond. We're gonna need to go beyond celebrities, influencers, all that shit, because they re- they try to reach out it, to then? the masses. It is much weirder. It, it's like it's like imagine you're a cult leader inside a netocratic cult. So like so like Jared Leto. I don't think they're there. I don't think that I don't think these people are there yet. I think they will materialize eventually. I can't point them out yet. But you know, you know, take Peter Thiel. You know, incredibly hard it is to reach Peter Thiel with your ideas, right? Because he's he's not very accessible. I don't know, man. I feel like he reads my account, but we'll see. (laughs) Well, he funds all of us here. We're we're probably on his list. The radicals, right? (laughs) You know, at the end of the day, he funds Paul Towns' podcast. But. Or, or or here, Joel, this is the one. Maybe you are the one who has a lot of attention precisely because Peter Thiel has his eyes on you. Look, look at it that way. So the, 
attention, attention must not be considered an economy because that's what we miss out on. It's like capital must not automatically be translated into a castle in the countryside because then you miss out on all the potential you have with the capital. I think attention is radically new in gaining. It's not new, but it's, it's the scale and, and, and the proportions that are new that attention will now take over and start running the world. Because the it's running run from my, 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 war, from atomic war bunkers or something like that. Okay, by people I agree. Naked communities and they will control. I agree with you, but like, here's the question, right? So it's like, um, so like what, so how is attention actually, if we were to think of it this way, how is attention distributed amongst people? Like how do people know who to pay attention to? Maybe can't be, oh, attention. It's exactly what the algorithms are pointing to. Who's the most credible person in the world, whatever you're interested in. But at the same time, these are not organic because they're being like, controlled what do you mean? by like, culture, who, industries, who tells and by me the media, right? Like that's- Who tells you? Your own behavior attention. decides that. Algorithms are built on human behaviors. Who's there? And not, not the mass behavior, but where are the elite going? What are they doing? What do they prioritize? All of that is just data. And once you get that data and you decide you're going to go for the masses, you're going to go for right. the elite that the masses are looking to, then you see a netocracy build. And that netocracy, the network of the people that everybody else wants to have access to, but don't want to talk to you. So they're like, this is the network like of celebrities, they like will celebrities. And like no, 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 because they go for the masses. Anybody out there who wants a lot of followers is already dead in this in this game. They're no, traditional they, so, so this is like you're just saying, like avant-garde art, right? Like avant-garde art, like yes. avant-gardists who are trying to keep yeah, themselves but, yeah, like that's low. a much better place to go. Such as now, myself. Although yeah. I would love some money for what I do. I mean, yeah, I don't want to fall into some like <laughs> I, I feel like it's like you know it's very okay, okay. very I, easy I, for me okay. to be narcissistic about this. Yeah. And be like, oh say, yes, of course. Say, like yeah, tell me how cool I am. We're probably we're probably we're probably a laugh off Burning Man today, but Burning Man used to be a place that I studied 50 years ago as an early example of potentialism in operation. But, Burning Man, but, but then Burning Man was later commodified by these, you know, people. It's not commodified, but it's, it's, it's sort of commodified, okay? They don't I have feel like there's, that, right? optimi there's people like Matthew Siegel who talk about Burning Man as a sort of cosmic communitarianism. I think that that was true at one point. I, my, my supervisor yeah. went to Burning Man back in yeah. the day. But That's, I feel that okay. nowadays... Deal, deal, deal. Uh, there are 200 official burns around the world. Burning Man is too well-known and all that. But yeah, you yeah, yeah. Artists, most cleverest, most exclusive burns in the world, they're the ones where you find the attention. I'm just using an example where you need to go to find the attention. And here again, attention is not individualist. It's not going to be in the calendar somewhere. It's not going to be money or anything like that. But I feel, I feel like people it's gonna be radical. Collective. It's going to be tribal. It's going to be definitely tribal. But, but they, they, yeah, I, that's, I, I was saying that, yeah. Because people who definitely are radical, who are dissidents in some degree, whether it's in the work of art, whether it's being writers, or the fucking podcasters, I feel like we're going to see like, some kind of neo acephale type of activities where we break off and form our own cults. Like, yeah, I mean, that's okay. probably what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing. So you will see attention happen. For example, you have a lifestyle. You have a lifestyle, and your lifestyle means you want to live in a certain community, but you don't want anybody who pays to get their way in there. It's exactly what community say, no, we don't accept people that are more money. Like the Freemasons. Yeah, of course Whoa. we started those today. We study orders, yeah. we started yeah. loaches, we started all these no, I, I, I kind of agree with you here because I feel yes. like that's just what everyone's doing. Everyone's that creating is their what own attentionalism is. That's exactly what it is. Well, yeah, would, so it's ruled by mystery word. and things, yeah. I would replace this word attention with the word authority, I think. It makes a lot more sense because there's kinds of attention, like attention, all attention isn't worth the same. So there's kind of bad yeah, kinds of attention. It's true. But the kind of attention yeah. where what you're talking about, I think you should replace with authority because ultimately it's, it's like when 
someone says something, you take notice, you imitate that individual, you imitate that style, you, um, yeah, what I want to say about this quickly is that yeah. this is nothing new. Our entire society was built on authority and status up until, uh, you know, since forever, because that's literally how all political hierarchies work. It's how every institution works. Talk about building cults. Yeah, we've built plenty of cults before. Yeah. Some of those cults got really big and became hegemonic religions or hegemonic systems of thought, systems of organizing society. Yeah. There's nothing new about this at all. No, it's scale, and scale, and it's scale again. It's a difference in scale and, and, and importance. So what happens is that if you look at how people socialize, and that's what they do in an online world with network, and they have network. You have a network pyramid eventually. You have people at the very bottom social hierarchy, and then you have people at the top are much more attractive socially. And it's all about social attraction all the way up. And it's precisely when you go into the network where you cannot buy your way in. That's where capitalism reaches its limit. You, you can be yeah. as wealthy as you like, but you won't get in. And exactly. because that, the value of the intentional value of the network would be lowered if you let somebody in you don't want there, right? But at the same time, but Alexander, at the same time, when you, you talked about this in the way back in the 90s in the Futurica trilogy, yeah. so you talked about, but it seems you're changing your tone. My, my critique of it and something that you all brought up in your trilogy is that this isn't organic to the extent that there will always be sort of players and, and culture industries and sort of the, the, the organic informationism. We're not there yet because there's a lot of force. I truly believe if we lived in an organic sort of attention economy that all of us in this fucking panel, we would like be making bank right now. We would be on like, I don't know, Joe Rogan or whatever. But that being said, there's a lot of disruptions to those information flows and to those attention flows like joel said there's sovereign authority there's power knowledge there's sort of the overton window of allowable discourse that you can or cannot infiltrate any institution unless you have sort of like this blessing by the um network forms of power right so that's my critique of what you were saying i think that maybe there's there's a lot there to it but whether we truly live in that reality i think that we're being manipulated in ways that we don't are even consciously aware of, but that's no, 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 exactly. No, Joel is right. Joel is right. The thing was that is the authority now. So is it pure authority? That would be the case, where, which is independent of capital. Capital is so cheap, it can get capital whenever you like. So it's pure authority. Yes, it is. But uh, the reason why we use the word attentionism is because attention can be measured. So you build algorithms on attention. This is a, a this is a consequence of a society completely ruled by smarter and smarter and better and better algorithms. So there's no qualitative there's no qualitative attention. There's just quantitative attention. Is that what you're saying? We try to quantify it so we can compare it, but it is qualitative. Yeah. yeah another. So you another... can't build algorithms that can exhaust it. Then there must always be an excess that, that yeah. no algorithm. The can... creation of that would then like distort what you're saying, like uh, in the form of like the qualities, right? Because like um, it, it's you not know what? like we built like, an algorithm. No algorithm is called capitalism. You could be paying bad attention to something that you don't actually like. Like, for instance, this happens to me all the time with my. Oh God, YouTube does algorithm. it ever? <laughs> like on my YouTube yeah. algorithm, you know, you watch some fucking garbage or whatever that's on there, and then like you know, you're stuck with all these like the worst accounts uh, on your on your homepage because you open. Well, up you a new speak YouTube for thing. yourself, logo. I don't do that. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm <laughs> I'm saying this, it just happens though. It, but, I don't think any, like you're telling me- Oh, algorithms had... will get much smarter than that. Come on, it's much uh, easier to build algorithms. But I there's don't know, I'm more skeptical. To smartness. Oh. I think there's a hard limit, in my opinion, as a tech skeptic, I think there's a hard limit to their algorithm. But Paul, Paul Town, you were saying I was something? gonna say another core distinction now uh, for attentionalism and that sort of thing is that essentially 
prior to, once again, I'm going to harp on the psychic detaching from the umbilical cord of the physical is that, so essentially, just say you were some artist in the past where, you know, you're trying to get into some scene or whatever. You have to be in a, like, New York City or you have to be in, you know, France or you have to be somewhere else. It was Sweden it was or something. Yeah, I went from London yeah. to France. Yeah. So whereas with now, now the information is uh, abstracted and it's been digitized where it can be sent over um, regardless of geography. You can, you know, for like what we're doing right now, you can form a community and discuss and interact with people in certain, uh, you know, genres or whatever you're doing um yeah, and, and so, that, that's another that's another form of where the you know resource flows are more decentralized the 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 phenomena that results from that you know the cultures that come up in cities the cultures that come up in certain areas because in the past the the the, the psychic was it had an umbilical cord to the physical um are not there anymore now it's different now it's now we're, you know we're not meeting in a, a physical city we're meeting in a digital city um, to but discuss. at the same time, I mean, it, we are being manipulated in, in a variety of degrees. I mean, for example, I mean, I know he was uh, uh, found guilty, the, the Chauvin guy. But I mean, look at like George Floyd. I mean, the fucking digital statues of like the, the hologram of yeah. to making a world there's, tour. Yeah, there's like there's still manipulation, but it's different in that yeah. the, the, the primary world is now psychic. It, it's yeah, now digital. Uh, and the physical is secondary to the psychic. Where in the, up until the internet, that wasn't the case. I agree strongly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So then what I would agree. the future look like for like you? So let's say we've got these like sort of digital nomads, the yeah. creative class, they've got yes. accumulated capitals and uh, it's like, you know, preserved in like a cryptocurrency or whatever. So yeah, good boy points or whatever. Around. Yeah, However you want to put it. Yeah. So like, so like what ultimately would be like a kind of like world changing project? We're saying so like essentially what's going to tribalism and then so, so essentially what you have is like streamer house rush Niche but, but also I would add, I would add, hold on, hold on. I would add one I more. love to live in a streamer house, by the way, with all of you. Yes, uh, same here. Yeah. I would add, mm -hmm. with an organic garden, I would add one more thing. The title of this episode that some people here have said, oh, this is murky. What does this even mean? Individualism versus the masses. So yep. when we're talking about the masses here, what's going to happen to them? What is going to happen to the people yeah, and, who, uh, and that's essentially, the locks or whatever Yeah, what, what essentially happens is, like I said, because you don't get this, you don't get the intellectuals having to be in a city to, you know, interact with each other, that sort of thing. You don't have the, you know, the, uh, the upper crust or the, the netizens or whatever having to, to be physically linked up. You essentially, you remove a lot of incentive for, you know, for the, the lower class or the lower caste to, to have a good quality of life because you don't need them as much. You just need them for a bare minimum. You need the people who are, you know, growing food. You need the people, that sort of thing. You don't need them to be but, but, well off. But Paul, this, this is the, the point that I was arguing with before is, is that on like in a humanist culture they were already not communicating like they didn't they communicated through literature and, and like letters yeah but, and but there was there was an entropy that's been almost completely removed and, and and as the entropy gets removed the the basically the forces that uh, the phenomenal phenomenological i can't say that word but essentially the 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 resulting symptoms like of you know functioning communities for people who are on the outs are pretty much removed um they're gradually removed uh, my, at first. My bet, my bet is that psychiatry will do the job for the elites. So, mm -hmm. yeah, sedation. There, there is one massive Keep them away and put them to sleep. You know, there's one massive spatter in the works for all of this, which is like, which is why I emphasize authority. Which is how does the techno industrial system actually work? It if you're gonna, it, it increases in complexity, and this means that ultimately to control it you need larger and larger apparatuses of control. And so this is why all of the great technological innovation that America has it's achieved synthetic. since That's World War II. No, 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 listen to what I'm gonna say. It all comes out of 
the American security apparatus because they're able to leverage geographical control of basically the whole earth or like a very significant portion of it to pull all of like control of like uh, yeah. trade yeah. resources, like billions of individual people and leverage control of all of that to funnel into a kind of technocratic elite that are able to preside over all of this technological development. And if you don't, and, and if someone's doing that, you can't outcompete it. They're going to be able to build like advanced robotics, advanced weapons, advanced but, biotechnology. Yeah. They, they're the ones who built the fucking internet in the first place. Yeah, that you're that, yeah. Off over. yeah, I, I and get like, what you mean. And, and, and they're going, you're not going to, like this, this new class that you're talking about is just like, it's not really what's going to be in charge. What's going to be in charge is who's actually attaining status and authority but why do they want to be in charge within this technocracy why do these people why do these people have abstracted wealth who can travel why do they want to be in charge of it wouldn't be but they wouldn't be in charge of they're going to get they're going to get dominated by the ones who do want to be in charge and do preside over this techno industrial system and so there is no exit like there is not going to be this like end cap fantasy that you're jacking off no it's it's not that because essentially what happens is as it gets re as as, as resources get abstracted and that sort of thing resources the, aren't being abstracted yes, they, ownership they have is been being abstracted, abstracted. Is resources, are being, resources still things. exist in reality you're just like you're 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 like you're fucking delusional man like material yeah, that's the thing that's the thing i'm trading i'm with you talking on this one that is you just described two of the three inatocracies you just described two of the three the imaginary one of the real one, but you got the symbolic one left. That's the, those are the guys who then dictate the narrative to fit in with that super class that we're talking about. Right. So, yeah. There we yeah. go. There we go. That's the class that's, that's interesting, right? Is yeah. Like, and the military industry the... will still be engineering engineers and not bureaucrats, that's... while the bureaucrats take over the rest. Well, we, uh, uh, what uh, a state still needs uh, its own storytellers, right? It needs the official storytellers to tell the official story to coordinate right. the actions and the beliefs of all the people. Like the masses, not the shamans, yeah. not the shop, not the people who are going to leave their. Yeah, but that's the thing is the shaman, they, they don't need, they, they're not seeking. That. Exactly. They but they're that. not, but, yeah. but, we're not, but that's uninteresting. So, but, at so, this point. Yeah. So, so, but what's going to happen? Because that's, picture, that's picture, easy. picture the CEO of Walmart and then picture all the managers of Walmart. The CEO is the person making the most money. The per- they're also the person not having to deal with the, with the proles. They're not but the person. The same time, they're not the, they're not the. Yeah, they're irrelevant. So the shot, they're, they're, they're irrelevant. Guys. I'm I'm a, I'm an old man in the old world. And I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. Thank you for talking. Yeah, oh it, pleasure. Love amazing. you guys to bed. And I'm old. glad Alexander that I finally Hart. got around to telling porn Joel that I agreed with him at the end. Right. <laughs> Alexander, thank you so much for coming in, brother. This is always a blast yes, every time a great you come pleasure. on. I wave hi to the Russians from my window. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I will. And please subscribe but, to Alexander Bard if he had not done so already. Twitter.com slash Bardissimo. Please buy Alexander's book, The uh, Netocracy uh, Trilogy. You don't need to advertise that. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. He's go. marketing, okay? It's authentic. <laughs> okay. 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 Yes. But, uh, Big love. Yes. Thank you Bye. so and much, my you. friend. This has been amazing. Yes. Yes. And, and Alexander, you're going to be at the National Arts Club pretty soon as well in uh, May. You're going to be uh, doing an event there with us. Oh, right. I'd love to. I'd love to. Yeah, I'm around. Excellent. All right. Take care, everybody. Well, no, not everybody. Take care, Alexander. Everybody log off. (laughs) Old worldwide. Well, we still have some fighting to do. Yes, we do. And once again, everybody, please subscribe to the stream right now. YouTube, DLive, Twitch. We are all over the place and we are growing strong thanks to your help. Patreon.com slash break the rules is where you go to become a patron. $20 patronage. No, $5 patronage first. That's going to make you a percolator on our Discord. 
top secret hidden areas within our Discord with a lot of goodies in there for all the inflation these special porn. people. High exactly. impact grooming. Yes, high impact grooming. And uh, you will also be able to post in BTR chat images like we had Forever Young, one of our great patrons. He was posting images of Sonic and Shadow if they were like real hedgehogs. If somebody just, like took them, chopped their arms off, and just like combined them together turning them into re regular hedgehogs hey, the, their arms are blue yes exactly <laughs> okay so twenty dollar patronage is going to get you my father's very beautiful magnets here you can see the magnets on the screen but you know what i always show off these images so that the people who are watching the stream see it but not the people who are actually part of this whole thing so let me actually go in here browse go into the wooden magnet section and open this up so everybody here gets to actually see what all of this is my father is a brilliant artist and he's been creating these magnets and right now he is working no he i believe he's already finished the uh, definitely legit magnet and i'm gonna see if i can actually find it and show it off to y'all in a bit but these are some of the other magnets that he created and of course you are going to get for a 30 dollar patronage you are going to get giovanni penicieri's beautiful prince here you can actually now everybody feel one no gf series one of five prints that's right now everybody could actually see it in action here so first let's scroll up so here are the magnets you can see the quality here and here are the prints look at them go this is a uh, geo working on the prints making it happen like all the like, like all the live long day geo's incredible i love you geo and here we go these are the prints this is what they look like now 50 dollars patrons are going to get all of that we just got a 50 dollars patron yesterday new 50 dollars patron 888 dog bless you 888 thank you so much for becoming a patron and what 50 dollars patrons are going to get is all of the above plus they're going to get another beautiful painting this time from geo in the bob ross style they are going to get a custom wooden magnet whatever they want uh, to be on the magnet my father is going to create that magnet and uh the, they're also going to get the beautiful figures uh from the uh that warhammer i said it right this time warhammer series that jules p hamilton uh lovingly uh, painted and uh, I believe that is it for now, but we are having so many more things. Oh, I forgot to show one more thing. If you become a patron, you are also going to get, regardless of which tier, you are also going to get audio-only content. Not only, but audio-plus content. So we are going to take all the streams, turn them into audio in your own private RSS feed within Patreon, and you're going to be the very first ones to get the audio version so you can listen to it on the go without having to uh, look at us in the flesh. So that is what you get as a patron. And last I gotta shill the things that we are doing next week. This is extremely important because here's what's crackalackin. So not next week. What am I talking about? This week. This week we are gonna have a doozy. We are gonna have argue my position. Another one where it's going to be a reverse debate. And we have over here our uh, great uh, friend Armand. He is there. He is arguing against democracy, even though he's for it. And we are searching for somebody, some motherfucker, some brave motherfucker who is against a democracy in real life, but he's going to argue for democracy. This is what the Pokemon ghost in the background is supposed to symbolize. So I want to hear from all of you write in the comments, write in the uh, message me on Twitter, write in Twitter. Who do you want to see facing off in this reverse debate? So that is only the first one. Number two, what we have is the psychedelic stream, and this one is going to be with Owen, oh, finally. Owen Cyclops and Daniel Pinchbeck. They are going at it, the psychedelic stream. This, by the way, is Electric Health. This is one of the uh, pictures that I uh, created as an NFT early on. But that is not all, ladies and gentlemen. Not only do you get all of that coming to you, but you are also going to have for the uh, Sunday 
for Sunday, 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 I am going to be doing on my own YouTube channel my uh, art stream. And this is where I draw my own NFTs. And this is going to be with Aiden Paladin and Made a Nomad wearing some really uh, handsome uh, glasses over here from Gurren Lagan. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Set a reminder for all of these. And if you think I'm done, I am not done. Not by a long shot. No, actually, I am by a long shot because this is the last one. We are going to have Bimbo Ubermensch. Bimbo oh, Ubermensch, she is coming in. She is coming in uh, next Tuesday, so one week from now exactly. How much is Geo going to simp on that one? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be tuning in. If she wasn't married, if only. Yeah, so this is what you have to look forward to. By the way, where is she Where is she from? I actually don't know as much she about her. She lives in Canada. She, she's from the States. Yeah. Interesting. Lives in Winnipeg, I think. Yeah. So this is so this is what we have, and uh, lastly, go and subscribe to our audio. I'm just gonna I'm not, I'm not gonna bother you with the content. I'm just gonna put them in the chat. But basically, uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, so, it's all it's all in there. It's all in there. So I think uh, let's let's finish. Um, what do you guys? We were talking about the abstraction of capital, but what do you think of just in general? It seems to be like the hottest topic. Like, what do you think of like the woke capital paradigm, and where is that going to go, and what will develop from it? I think that would be a good question for everybody. Uh, more of the same, of all the same shit. We can't, we don't even come up with anything new. This is all the same. It's all more of the same. We do the same. We keep doing the same thing. We re we just relaunch the same thing. It's all the same. Oh shit! <laughs> wow, that, that was fucking depressing. <laughs> I mean, are you? Do you feel otherwise? I mean, I don't. yeah, it makes uh, it's basically just like ex exploiting people, and you know, it's not going to fundamentally change. I mean, whatever they're saying is going to change, whatever the tone is, but it's not like they're just reacting to whatever they can, uh, you know. But do do you think extract that, resources from? Do you think that for somehow somehow um, th this sort of uh, it came up last week, the the sort of people talking about what was it people talking about androgyny and, and uh, all that do you think that sort of the the we're going to enter into a post-human subject where people will no longer have gender and we won't have any relations of that nature and we will like almost in some ways try and we're gonna just be talking about this for the next 50 fucking years and it's gonna be really insufferable I think no. I think oh, no. I, I think it's once again. This is the, the same exact process. Is, is as as the like the connection, like the 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 physical economy is more subservient. You have more people who have more opportunities to um, basically extract resources without fitting into traditional roles. So, like if you look at most tech people, they're not like these aren't models. These aren't these are people who would be outcasts and. and and losers in the past, but because they are essentially, you know, they're tapped into the psychic economy, they're extracting resources that way, abstracting resources, they, their physical traits aren't playing into as much, and they're going to reproduce at a higher rate than they used to. And they're, and as the basically way to extract resources is more abstracted, because resources are more abstracted, the understanding of the physical, not for everybody, but for in the beginning, at least, as the as there's an influx of people from the psychic economy succeeding over people in the physical economy, you're going to have a, a whole new glut of people who kind of throw, you know, wisdom to the wayside because there's so much excess that can be extracted. Um, you can make a ton of mistakes and be wrong about a ton of stuff. But as long as you're right about, you know, your tech company winning, you'll be you know, a millionaire. You know what I mean? Realize like all the big tech companies were all like seeded by the U.S. security state with venture capitalists. So that true. But were like organized <laughs> yeah. by like CIA. It doesn't run. change. It doesn't, that doesn't change who's benefiting from it. 
Yeah, no, the same types of people are getting cultivated as assets. It's, it's, yeah. No, it's it's a psychic dimorphism. It's the people who are basically, and you can look at this in like, the, look at how they, the okay. So think, so you yeah. would probably think right that um, Notch would be a great example of this, right? Right. But look what what is he doing? What has he done? And that's exactly what I'm saying. There's going to be a glut of people Nothing. who they, they benefit from they benefit with physical resources from tapping into the psychic economy, but they don't know what they're doing in the physical world, so they're just going to lose out eventually to people who know how to do both. Well, but uh, do you do you think like the project then of like if you okay, you look at the history of like the tech companies being seated but like basically using DARPA technology and so forth. Um do you think that the possibilities of like i don't know mold buggy and peter thiel counter elites like that's pretty much not going to happen because what if like notch were to like fund a bunch of shit posters like us and like really fuck shit up culture well, i can i can How tell you notch, no, oh, wait, wait, wait. i can tell you notch already, uh turned down funding world peace season two so <laughs> well <laughs> i'm not um, kidding about that oh I mean, man if, there, if you're going to see anything like that, like some sort of weird, like seasteading, like breakaway society, yeah. it's like going to be in like Taiwan. <laughs> like, yeah, that's going to be like the last yeah. ditch effort to like hold on to some of the, our like scattered empire. Right. Like that's the way it'll be pitched. I mean, you like didn't we do you guys remember it was like the the Instagram community in like Nicaragua or something? It was like it's on oh. a holy lake and like, look, they they got our food for us and we're all like influencers. Oh, that one. They're, they're all memeing on with the yeah. Nicaraguans. Yeah. yeah. And they were like, they're like, oh, wow. Like, yeah, this is just imperialism. It's like, yeah, that's like the new form of that's like going to be the new woke thing. Like, you know, influencers are going yeah, to have woke like, imperialism. Yeah. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll be like little influencer pods that you could like uh, back like it's like it's sort of like how airbnb was predated by uh like couch couch surfing and things like this that yeah. a lot of like this sort of um like but but like ultimately we look at like who makes up this bohemian class like for the most part it's like the children of privilege you could say like the upper yeah. upper middle class um and like and like the, the part of the reason why they're even capable of like building a large audience and stuff like that is just from all of the accumulated like cultural and human capital and the networks that they were born into so i mean look at chapo for instance that's a good yeah, exactly example. no like and they they and like a lot of these people aren't even aware of like being able to lo look at their own biographies in this way because like everyone's socialized to think of themselves still as like challenging some sort of authority well, look if, at like, look what happened last week with um Oh God, the comedian. He's a great guy. He follows me too. Um, Sean McCarthy uh, going against fucking Matt Crump Crumpler. I mean, look what happened with that. I mean, that's, you know, hilarious, right? But I think the, the you can look at someone like Crumps and be like, oh, he's not aware that his, like literally his father's a defense contractor that's murked people in the Middle East. It's like he's talking about fucking uh, Je Sens and Lacanian, like Lacanian Marxism. Also, but we I are going to have a Sean McCarthy on Tuesday, June yes. 15th. Yeah, so amazing. Uh, but look at that example. I think is there's, well, you could look at it and say that there's a purposeful blindness, but I think that blindness is almost instinctual in some ways because when you are stuck in the sort of like, you know, art world theory cell circles, then it becomes very easy to divorce yourself from the material conditions that have given you this sort of prestige to begin with, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. I guess, I mean, with, with the crumps thing, go ahead, I go mean, ahead. How many, like, how many uh, people who are participating in this circle on like Twitter are like real, like, are, aren't from middle, like, from, like, what does Crumbs do? Like, I, I didn't understand. I, I understand, like, 
you know, for example, Logo and Crumps have like a really, really long history of like flaming each other. Yeah, That's a, his account exists like as a reply guy to mine. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, he, what was the originally? Um, uh, so, fuck, it was what the was his name? Yeah, it was the. No, 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 no. But his name before he was Crumps, I can't even remember it anymore. I don't either. But yeah, that's how he got. Yeah, um, DJ something, but but like um, like oh yeah yeah DJ um, I knew Tomahawk. Yeah. No, but, I mean, <laughs> but I, I, with the with the Grumps Grumps thing, that was uh, I don't I don't really understand the um, like the ire that that he uh, got from that from that um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I I think just to to abbreviate my point, I I I've been thinking like uh, recently, like I I don't see that what 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 there is uh in the in much besides like third third world like third world uh politics like what besides that is like going to change like what is the the fate of the, of the of the third world and and how like it is uh because the the the, the well, global economy hasn't fully like developed like you can't uh well, like, not, not just Amazon. the third world, though, but what about uh, the world here, which I know first world, second no, world. No, but the thing is, people don't give a fuck about the third world anymore. Like, nobody. No, no, like, I agree that they don't give a fuck, but I'm saying, yeah. like, okay, if if there's going to be continued, there is going to be continued investment and expansion of industry and infrastructure, like, right. over the next X number of years. And that will, like, increase the, the power of uh, the third world. And, like, that's, like, the major... I think like motivating political force that's going to be that's going to be like happening uh, over the next uh, like no, but the the thing is is that the people like all, like Chapo is a great example. Like I remember they did this uh, Netflix bullshit hit piece. It was like about the alt right back in the day, and they were talking about how um, at the very end they interviewed Matt Christman, and he said that. Um, we're either going to have universal redistribution when the environment fucks up or, you know, people, there's people that are going to choose solidarity with everybody, or they're going to choose genocide by closing the borders, like those alt-right people. But then I'm thinking like this fantasy of like a global redistributive network. I mean, at the end of the day, every single power throughout human history chose quote unquote genocide, meaning like we're the West is going to say, fuck you, we got mine. I mean, everyone has that instinctive impulse to some degree, but it's just whether the West is going to have the power, that amount or degree of power economically to say, fuck you, got mine. I mean, who knows, right? Who knows the things? I think we've been saying, fuck you, got mine for like our own citizenry. And that's the beauty of it because Matt Kreisman doesn't realize that to even to the people that are, being dicked over by the empire i mean we've been like you said we've said fuck you got mine forever i mean why do you think that when anyways sorry i'm just ranting right now well it depends on how many uh people we're talking here because sure you could say a lot of people do say fuck you got mine i'm not going to say that everybody in uh the establishment is necessarily going to be uh like that Again, I'm not. I'm not gonna paint a black and white picture I, here. I honestly think that there, that like, I don't care if that's how what their sentiments or their proposed sentiments about themselves are, but like that's how it works. Like fundamentally, like 
even unconsciously. So I, I, I prefer yeah. it when people are just adamantly saying like, but openly, even, but like, even yeah, unconsciously, I believe, fuck you, got people mine, still but. do people still, well, I'm not going to say do if we're talking historically here, people did acts of heroism. Like I love yeah, like to, Dale I, Carnegie and the Rockefeller foundation. No, I'm talking, I'm talking more. Someone's like, got to run shit. And like I'm in order to run shit, you have to control shit. Otherwise you're not running it. And yeah. so to control shit, you have to say, fuck you. I'm in charge. This is my shit. Like get in line right. peasant. And that's just it. That's just how but shit that, works. But, but within the that thing, framework, like, that's what not inherently bad either. It's just the yeah. the people that are doing, in my opinion, you're fucking bug men. And so it's like yeah, but bug men versus let's say warlords that would just uh, I don't know. My example here is there is... no, but that's the thing, Lev. Is there even a Katria class anymore? Like that's, Shishraya, that's what whatever. we all we all do that with the third world right now. Like we all do. It. It's constantly it's it's constantly. Oh, I'm gonna keep this for myself and not give it to somebody else. I mean, it's not right. that's not a horrible thing. It's just. I think I can use these resources better. I don't feel the need to, you know, well, uh, some star- yeah. right well, now G- there's G- some starving kid in Africa who could very easily, I could like support for the rest of my life, but I'm not going to do that. And it's like, that is, you know, it's just, it's empathy. It's actually kind of difficult to support them. Good. Like you don't actually have the ability personally to support anyone in Africa. Like, I do. For, least, uh, uh, yeah. How? The abstract resources. I can send money to an NGO or I can yeah, go Yeah, but that's fly not you. Like, so you. I can, can, go, fly, can, I can, I can go fly out You can give money to an NGO that'll mostly steal most of it the thing is, I could, a bunch I could of like go, Westerners I could, to I administer right now. helping I could, people I could in the third my money world, right now, fly but not really. There is, there is something. Help, but I'm not doing well, it. Or no, I could just go not even, the okay, down the street. Not not even fly out. There is a program, the program website. I don't remember what it's called right now, but I remember what it used to do is you were able to send money to particular families who need money to start up like a new farming operation or something yeah, like that. Yeah, there's always and going to be Christian Children's Fund or whatever. But No, no, I'm not talking about that, G. I'm talking specifically about the family where yeah. you get to know these are the family people. They get direct communication with you. And yeah, you and you get, get the a... sentiment out of it. Like, you want to have yeah. their biographies. Yeah, you, you want get, to get some... those pictures. You want to look at them. You want to feel those feelings when it's you just a sliding, it. It's just a sliding scale. Of, like, it's just a Jesus. sliding scale of not helping It's people. true, though. and, and No, but it, it is a sliding scale. But I think both of you are correct. But at the same time, I mean... The, the fact that we can, um, it, came, it came up recently. I remember this, uh, they were talking, uh, it was a podcast with uh, Delicious Tacos about sex tourism and how like you have shows like 90 Day Fiance where it's like we're sort of strip mining the, if you will, strip mining the erotic jeunesse from the third world and how that's yeah. going to have implications for the future. I mean, if we truly live in um, some kind of like post-national world conglomeration then it's like people were start to say like why can't i like go and bang the philippines and like go out of imagine, imagine style, by the right? way but I'm, that being said there when it comes to what the realization is okay yes you're lifting mm. like one mail order bride out of poverty but then that has so many other implications for how you approach your own sort of position in the world and identity. And really whether it's like, you know, you could take these people out and you can use them and, and it's almost like this sexual mm-hmm. form of bartering, but, but then at the same time, people, the counter argument that it's like, well, you know, white women in the West, they're fucking frigid and they're feminists and they're ugly. So it's like, how come, why can't I go over there and just basically, you know, bang the Philippines. Right. I mean, 
when you look at it, even something so private and intimate as sexual dynamics is is being subject to these flows of capital. But who so actually does that? Usually it's like boomers that have had like a divorce and they're like yeah. lower yeah, these in the are, difficulty these, setting. Well, these imagine, are like the ideal people. <laughs> imagine if they have their uh, accumulated capital in crypto. They're out in the yeah. third world. They're yeah. like, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're trying not to have Uncle Sam see the ages on those girls. We'll just, go, let's go oh, back in time. God. Hold on, hold on. Let's go back in time <laughs> and imagine like an empty. Well, I mean, Joel in Australia in Bali, you go to Bali. Yes. Like a lot of old people go to Bali. Okay, before Bali, imagine we go back in time. Canada, we go to the Philippines. Well, I was just about to say, imagine we go back in time and we have like an MTV show hosted by Matt Forney called Do the Philippines. <laughs> that's what it that was like. Flew back in the that's team. what it was like, dude. Like that's really what like two thousands culture was like. Like girls gone wild. There was like there was like that like that's one of the one thing like one thing that has actually changed a lot, I think, is like um like we were like extremely proud and celebratory of like teen and child sexuality in the nineties mm. and the two thousands in ways that we aren't even now, but people are more obsessed with it now in a way because it's but they're like more obsessed visible. with in a different way in terms of an identity issue. Not yeah. Like a yeah. Celebration of ecstasy. Right. No, like, but like, I mean, yeah, I guess you could put it that way. I mean, I'm more cynical and I don't think it was like ever like, you know, it's like arbitrary whether or not uh, what the intentions were behind it or whatever. Like right. obviously all right. this sh fucked up shit that everyone's like, Oh wow. Our world's run by fucked up shit. Obviously it was in full swing at the time. Right. Like this is like Dan right. Schneider with all the Nickelodeon girls. <laughs> et cetera. Yeah. Like what, what people are really mad about in a way is that they can no longer like look away from the secondary aspects of those or like the consequences of mm. like the economy. Like we, we had like a, a nice like Faustian devil's bargain where it was like, okay, we're going to let all of these people be like, like hedonists and like libertines, et cetera. We just don't want to have to know about yeah. like all of that. And we're just going to let, we're just going to take like the good things you make. It's like, it's a part of the whole, like using vices for virtues, part of capitalism, like the sort of alchemical transformation of like, uh, like evil into public good. That's like mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. ideology behind it in the first place. And that's like you know, the like neoconservatism in a nutshell, really. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, no, the neocons really won. Like, this is like George Bush. He's back in the press now. Like, this is if you want to like rehab, like, God, Falstaff was ahead of his time on this one, especially like <laughs> that, that like the neocons really are like coming back and like, yeah. And like, you know, like yeah. I was, I was like half joking, but it's like, like, what if, what if we had just trusted Halliburton more? Like, what if like, it, like in the 2000s, like we were even more like pro nation building, et cetera. There wasn't any of like, what, like what, what if we just fully invested in like the, the new empire. conservative yeah. empire? Like yeah. would, well, England would we invested have, into India. So, uh, well, well, would we have, what, what, what would we get? Like, would we have Instagram houses in Afghanistan? Like what, yeah. what would we ultimately accomplish? Even if like the, the greatest plans of our empire went according to their own. But, but at the but same that, time, that, here's what we didn't do though. What, what it would have acquired, what it would have acquired, what it would have required, I think is to have had people who are like American generals, coming in there and acting like viceroys in Iraq as opposed to giving control over to some of the tribes people who the would Northern be against, Alliance or yeah, whoever who that would are be against the other tribes anyways. people you know like why not just rule shit run shit over there like England was doing well then you India. can't do crimes because that's what the, ultimately the point of it is, is yeah. again is like the point of Afghanistan is it's to fugitive. be this like legal gray zone in between like where like we want to have these sorts of development zones you could even call them where 
like because our our intelligence economy like the deep deep economy is the drug is just the war is the drug war like we we're just drug a drug trafficking empire the british empire the american empire it's always been about drugs and drug trafficking from the beginning also like there's also like sabotage of industry so like the reason why we're in like syria for example it's just to like sabotage gas pipelines sabotage a whole bunch of industrial projects yeah that are against American geopolitical interests. They don't actually care about ruling Syria. That's too expensive and annoying. They just want to make it like impossible for like yeah for no one yeah other people to like run shit through there because then that would create like a counter. We love anarchy. We're yeah, we we're, love it. we're the anarchist but, empire. But that's, that's like cap, like, that's how shit works. Like if you want to be like a d dominant institution, you have to sabotage all competitors so that like you're the only game in town. That's just how but, shit works. And and this goes right back again to two things. It goes back and. In, in, to Paul, what you're saying with Bataille. So waste and excess is actually necessary for the economy. This also goes back to Giorgio Gaman. This is the homo sacer. We need dead zones. Capital, the, the empire currently needs dead zones legally and, and strategically in order to do their bidding. So we need these chaotic sort of like, you know, you get shipped off to a fucking black site. You're literally outside of the law, but you being outside of the law of the sovereign supports the law of the sovereign because now the CIA, by torturing you in some facility in fucking Kandahar, that, that there's no legal repercussion, that, in, that supports the infrastructure of the legitimacy of the American empire itself. So in that sense, creating those positions of being totally outside of the law, abandoning these populations the way that, and of course, George Agamemnon, he was a rock star during the early 2000s because he talked about this with uh, Guantanamo Bay. Guantanamo Bay is illegal or Abu Ghraib, even better. We get to fucking put electrodes on their balls now because Abu Ghraib supports the whole system. So it's not this like British sovereign <laughs> empire building. I'm not going to start here and listen to you bad <laughs> So... The whole, I, I'm like, half. I'm half ironically posting that. By the yeah. way, half. So the British Raj model—that is a model of a truly greater Faustian empire that actually cares about the culture that they're building. America does not fucking care about building some kind of Iraqi Raj where we get to send—I uh, don't know—some influence. We get to send uh, you know, whatever Instagram. But, but model if we leave Afghanistan, then like then like trannies are going to be oppressed, dude. Like yeah, well, I know. Well, yeah, well, we need, we need Afghan children to chop their dicks off. Oh. The, yeah, the case of Puerto David Rico. Frum said that. No, no, Max Booth. Max Booth said that the other day about how. Uh, oh well, don't we care about the girls being educated? Yeah, it's all it's all absurd though yeah. because because if they actually cared about this, they'd be like, okay, right. Puerto Rican statehood. Like we have all of these territories exactly. that are under like American yes. hegemony that aren't counted as part of America, even though Puerto Rico is. So why isn't Samoa a yeah. state? You know, like why? Like there's a bunch of things like this. Yes, Puerto Rico and. Samoa, they are again these homo saker abandoned to the law states of exception because for example in the 70s you know how we got atrazine because they fucking tested it on pregnant uh puerto rican women and and american corporations could go there because they knew that they were exempt because they were sort of like they were kind of american states but not really I mean, th this is the model of power that repeats itself and only a decaying, crumbling empire can truly, truly create these dead zones that is abandoned by the sovereign law in order to do their bidding. I mean, the whole war on drugs, I mean, soldiers uh, guarding the poppy fields. I mean, wow, no fucking shit. 
I mean, but it's so, like, like, but yeah. it's like if we if, if we don't control the dr- and sell the drugs, someone else then will. Then the Chinese then, will. Well, actually, yeah, yeah, so ironically, is that the, the Islamic State that was in there, they had actually been attempting. They were eliminating yes. the drug of opium, yeah. and they were eliminating the whole like the whole like yeah. uh, what do they call their pleasure boys over there? I forget. There's a Bakabazi. Bakabazi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They were no, eliminating all this. You. This is this is part of what was. <laughs> Shut <there>. up. <laughs> very very <laughs> But I'm saying this is part of what. <laughs> This is part of what was providing legitimacy to like the radical Islamists in the first place, right? Is that they were eliminating yes. these things in society yeah. that uh, pretty much everyone there thought was bad and was like leading right. to like the like you know, I mean, it is bad. It's bad to be yeah. run by a bunch of pedophile heroin dealers. But we we went in. We went in. Not but, to, but but we if we let, the, we let the Chinese them. be the pedophile heroin dealers, then. You know, no, the Chinese—they—they they, they they would no, <laughs> yeah. the, Ch- the Chinese would try to would try to like actually just like no, like, no, I'm I'm, I'm being a, I'm being a dick. Oh no, no, no I, but I, I, I'm I, saying I'm yeah. saying like no, like like the problem like we ha- we created like possibly the worst form of imperialism. Ever. Yes, yes, yeah, I, yeah. Yeah. it's like the most. It's, it really it's, is grotesque. Yeah. So, now this is, this is not going to be a good counter argument to what you're saying, but I did want to offer this one bit, which I'm curious what you think about. I mean, death uh, and excess really is running the. Hold on, you gotta let me finish. Yeah, okay. I mean, the, the, abor- the abortions, uh, the people on drugs, the yes. people that had their livelihoods offshore. I mean, come on. Okay, this is, this is satanic. It's satanic energy. I mean, yes, we just we just learned from Nancy Pelosi that uh, George Floyd sacrificed himself to like re- rejuviate national vibes. Or something. <laughs> see, oh, man. no, because but see, logo. We talked about this a year ago, where we said that the American pro- like the American mythos of like the self-created person and that sort of like that Americana that which is by and large related to kitsch. If you read the book book by um, deculturation by oh, yeah, uh, like Bugs a, Bornstein, right? Yeah. Like, easy. Well, I want to, yeah, I want to get to logos because uh, now the, like, it's sort of like this retrograde, like now the left, like Nancy Pelosi can say that, you know, actually, well, actually the real American Americana kitsch is like, you know, George Floyd sacrificing mm. himself on the altar of wokeness, right? Because he had to die for our sins now. So, and not just George Floyd, I'm not singling out because it was, it's currently in the news as you're watching this broadcast, yes. but it's the sort of re territorialization of that fundamental American mythos that both the right and the left, they both managed to like somehow yak off like slough off a piece of for themselves and so this whole like americanist approach to like well you know actually the real america is like the yeoman farmer well then the hamiltonians it's like no it's not the yeoman farmer it's the fucking industrialist and then other people will say that no actually you know it's the trans women of color who really founded america because they're the real american the iroquois yeah. the iroquois that helped found the american constitution they had some of them who are trans so actually Trans women of color founded America. Did you know that? If, if you don't agree with that, then history majors on Twitter that that come in and they say, "Well, I have a history degree and I know that trans women of color founded America." So sorry, I'm. Fucking- <laughs> I, I want to bring up a counterpoint, <laughs> oh which God. is about <sighs> you. You were on a roll, Geo. I want to bring up a counterpoint. Just, which, I've been looking forward so much to this stream. I'm yes, so pumped. No, up. I, 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 my, I'm jiggling right it's, now. It's the Geo show. This. <laughs> I'm jiggling right now. You break the geo. Pretty soon, pretty soon we're gonna we're gonna see geo twerking as well. Like oh how much, god! I know oh, how much yeah. money would it cost? Like Alexander Bard will be back for that. I <laughs> <laughs> woke up. I had to come back in for the intellectual discussion. Wait, how much uh, super chats would it take for geo to twerk? Geo, you tell us. Alexander Bard has just given us a donation of five hundred euros. <laughs> <laughs> 
I've Geo. just been contacted by an uh, right, advertising an works, boys. Advertising works. All right, now I gotta get to my counter argument, which has constantly been, uh, you know, uh, besmir not besmirched, which has constantly been interrupted by you crazy motherfuckers. So now I'm gonna get to my counter argument. Why interrupt this discourse? I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it right now, and it's not a big counter argument. It's basically, <sighs> we still have in America, for example, uh, John McCain's son uh, went into the military. Now I haven't looked into it that much, but just he has having... a son. Yeah, he has a son, and the son. I went thought to... it was just Megan. I thought that no, 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 no. Megan turned trans. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me actually no. make sure. Hold on. Yeah, John McCain. Megan isn't that bad looking. She's a total ghoul, but in my opinion, I don't know. It's kind of she makes it work. She makes it work. Yeah, John. Go again. Yeah, John. So is... He's in the army. Yeah. Then what? What? What about that? Okay. The only th the only reason why I'm bringing that up or bringing up, let's say. Uh, Somebody like uh, George S.W.S. I can't say the name correctly. You know the uh, George Bush Senior, who also went to the army. H.W. H.W. Thank Herbert you. Walker. Yes. So, I still think that there may be a tiny amount of honor in that. At least a tiny but, amount. What's of honor. the honor of joining the modern military, though? Please tell me. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. No, you're still because no, it's all about like self-actualizing as a woman. Like you can, you can achieve your dreams in the U.S. military. I feel oh, wait, 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 wait. Like that's hold on. Let's you, rewind a it's bit. It's like a yoga retreat. Let's but rewind like, a bit. We're not talking about like the military <laughs> Let's rewind a bit. We're not talking about the military right now. We're talking about whenever John McCain's son went there. Let me actually yeah, figure I, this out. He, yeah, I Jack feel... McCain. Uh, that's his. Oh, yeah, he's doing shitloads of drugs and sitting in some Vietnamese I, I jungle. I feel like yeah, that John sort of, McCain that sort of was like stuff is similar with like uh, was it Prince Harry or whatever who joined the Air Force? Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Almost, it's like it's like the old old guard trying to like grasp onto like signifiers of like. They're actually jealous ability. because they want to be. They want to have like that. Like they think that like you know it's he wants to be. Yeah. Okay, here here it's, yeah. it's Jack try, McCain. It's their tryhards. Yeah. Jack McCain the fourth attended and graduated from the United States Naval Academy in 2009. The four generations. John McCain to do so, he became a naval aviator like his father and grandfather, including flying helicopters during the war in Afghanistan. Now, okay, say what you will about whatever goes on behind the scenes, drugs and stuff like that. Flying a fucking helicopter, I don't think that's the easiest thing in the world. There's risk it's involved. It's not that hard. Yeah, it's not, the thing is, it's Have not, you flown the like helicopter it's a, it's logo? Like, Hold on. I mean, I could go get a license. It's, I, can, not, I could go get it's not, classes. Not, it's All right, not that's, that's, hard. Hard. that's the it's new goal not, we got to... Make it's, sure it's more it's through. it's symbolic it's it's like a symbolic thing that's kind of like not yeah. worth it at this point it's, it's like people who it's like people who like buy you know uh, supreme clothes to try to look cool it's like yeah maybe that was cool in like 2011 or something I'm gonna go but to now my local, it's just, like I'm, yeah I'm it's go just to like, my local television newscast and i'm gonna salute the helicopter there to do like the evening traffic yeah, it's like, it's like yeah. the people who are like, it's Thank like you for your service. After, it's like chasing after status indicators <laughs> that are kind of de decrepit at this point. If that makes it, sense. It's it's true. You're, because you're basically talking about the hereditary. Like, there's a remnant of a hereditary aristocracy who yeah, had yeah. like the went into like you know they go to the military. But guess what? The mil the ones who went into the military, those weren't even the upper crust of the hereditary aristocracy. No, they were. Are like you the kidding grunts, me? Yeah. You, like you got to talk to the old Yaleys. You need to like see some of these old like the old 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 american aristocracy that shit's still around all those kids they just go to they born with foundations in their name they go to school they go get very high up at various like uh yeah like they do different stuff yeah. they do yeah. venture capitalism they do whatever like this is well, th that whole this, world still exists and i, I love like, uh will's comment by the way will m said bill burr <laughs> bill burr can fly a helicopter so how how hard can it be oh that's true, true. 
but the, I think that Evola was right in the metaphysics of war, and that modern warfare is was so fundamentally transformed. Yeah, it's different. Junger said the same thing, right? Like, like yes, all these wars yeah. are just machine, yeah. like machinery, like and people were saying this in the 19th century too, like me, like mechanized death, like that's what all it yeah. is. Like if you want to talk about like when did war, like these sorts of like first like democratic wars, you could even say like the last like war in that sense was in some ways the civil war in America. But even that is like where it like that's like where the like we had World War One in America, like trench warfare, all yeah. this sorts of like like fucking brutal shit. Like the bullets they shot in those days were going much slower and they're much heavier, much bigger. So they would just blow even the trench trench apart. life itself was like literally hell on earth. Yeah. And I, I would say it's not that's not to say that people who join the military or something no, are inherently bad. There, there's the, there's like some at, it's getting harder and harder at this point to say this. But up until recently and still to some extent now, there, there's some like sincerity and like uh, willing to sacrifice yourself that's admirable in that like yeah, for people who are ignorant yeah, to the reality the, the real tragedy is like how that is warped towards and like this is the fucked up thing right i went home and there's this kid that i knew of like growing up and stuff he went into like the army his whole family's like army type family oh you he tweeted this yeah. yeah um and he was just like he's like fucking got ptsd he's all fucking broken up because he was over there like special forces and what they were really like you know he was the one having to deal with like the fucking taliban like heroin operations and things like this they were literally like guarding poppy fields at various points and like mm -hmm. they just like had like were like you know they're like a fire on that convoy or whatever and they find out later that they like shot up a bunch of children and things like this yeah and it's like that's the that's the honor of going into the military like a lot of the like you know the upper crust people they can still hold on to this notion of like oh what i'm doing is really honorable when you have like pete Buttigieg going in and what he's really doing is he's just talking to local industrialists and they're trying to like you know being like oh how can we get uh some of your like rare products here like and we'll, we'll sell them to american restaurants and things like this and where this is us helping the local economy you can feel really good about yourself to a degree if that's your job but if your job is to just be the guy holding the gun like guarding the poppy fields like yeah. that eventually is going to impress itself upon your psychology like you can't just like not you're, you're like you're gonna go like yeah, you have to either embrace it and be like become yeah. like a mercenary, or like you get wrecked by it and like, what did I yeah. do? But you, like, uh, but you've made you, an important you point the here. Heart of darkness. We yeah. made yeah. an important an important point here about uh, the psychology of these uh, soldiers, because what that says about them that they once they actually find out that it was a bunch of kids, you know, they, yeah. they don't cheer and high five each other. They get upset. And Some of them do. Their, no, well, some of them. Well, there was a documentary. Like, how many? Those are the ones who are. Those are the ones who are the lifers. Those are the ones who this are like blackwater people. Yeah, those are the people who are in, like, like, like. This is really just like a training to, zone to differentiate the people who are going to get fucked yeah. up, going to the PTSD. Now they're going to go home. People who actually enjoy now, it. Are, now, yeah, now, yeah, yeah. It's even more like this. Now they're going to go home and they're going to they're going to be the subjects of all these MDMA and DMT trials. Like we're doing all this, but like the veterans are also like a useful resource for us to do like psychological fucking yeah. experiments. Like on. the prisons and yeah, like the insane asylums. Yeah. We've been doing that for forever. And then in the worst, like we, we found ways to like utilize all of the blowback here. So you got the broken psyches, you send them home, you can have them rehabbed. And at the same time, you're fucking doing MK ultra experiments on them. Okay. What about the ones who like go full fucking heart of darkness mode and they embrace it? Well, well, we all, well, guess what? We got some work. We, we have some, jobs for you. We too. got some jobs for you too, buddy. <laughs> yeah. You got to become police officers. Like there was this documentary by Michael Herr. Uh, who wrote the uh, book dispatches about the, the uh, Vietnam war. And he, it's called, um, the is called the act of kill no the first kill sorry first kill the act of killing was the one in cambodia uh and one soldier said there was a percentage most of them who 
didn't like it, but like they were terrified of it. There was a percentage that had that sort of like feeling, that instinctual impulse, but they tried to hide it. Then there was a few that was like literally taking trophies by cutting people's heads off and yeah. like putting them on stakes, right? Like, I mean, the, the thing is with war is that that the ritualistic aspect of it, and I think younger figures like Younger and Ebola, they saw this too, is that the ritualistic spiritual comportment of the action of war itself, that is still present in society, but it's just the- It's because it's so asymmetrical. Like the, yes, the real glory yes. of it comes like, you know, you read the Iliad and the Odyssey and it's like, yes. there was a time when it, like, war was like kind of a game still, it's still kind of like a sport. It was, was a like, ritualized expression. It was a ritualized expression. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's like and, where our sports come from. That's why the real, right. the real honorable thing here is not even the soldiers but like we we've truly expend that upon like sports celebrities because they yes. are the ones who actually are going to war in like the symbolic the more exactly. higher like ritualistic sense yeah, this is now, why to yeah. me professional wrestling is the most real sport but but that being said i think <laughs> that the mythology you laugh but i'll make a whole book about this uh the mythology <laughs> please of don't it, oh come on joel come i'd on. read it to you I, 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 I'm I mean, honestly, Gio, like, you're, you're, like you could, you should have, you should have been making like some of these fucking like WWE like esoteric readings of YouTube things a long time ago because people have already jumped in on that and like yeah. you, you, you could have done it. Could have been you. I could have been like meme analysis. I missed the boat. I can't believe it. Well, I meant but, more like mm-hmm. I meant more like a, there's like a, what's his name like Eye Patch Wolf or whatever is a guy. Who yeah. Like, oh, I could yeah. have been that guy. Damn. Yeah, you could have been that guy. Yeah. Well, but it's true. But the thing is that that's sort of the mythology of warfare itself it's it's sort of still there but it's become progressively weakened and instantiated in like pure bullshit global homo bullshit because yeah, it's more war now is more basically just like super we're fighting for they'll, democracy they'll, they'll, it's, not, it's like superpowers stomping out some like potential competitor Evil. in the future yeah. it's more like, like a before they can it's do more like the, it's more like joining the modern police force honestly. yeah it's yeah, basically it's basically just like still, an exterminator going through the only like cool bugs. war that's left seems yeah. to be if you're one of these like guerrilla fighters that are fighting like an occupying yeah joel force. says he supports yeah. isis and, he's, and you should join there is still well, a, one problem. <laughs> no but i'm saying like say for example like you know like australia was invaded by some like you know futuristic chinese like occupying force in 20 years and i could be some like you know bush dwelling like you know neo you're imagining yeah. yourself like in like chechnia as like or it's or it's like it, it, it definitely has like a kind of vibe that like you know just being tribal some, like, terror wave on the ground in afghanistan yeah. just doesn't have you know yeah or it's that's like intra intra gang warfare in like that the is, inner cities yeah, like exactly. that's actual war cool. exactly. there was this yeah. great book. protests also simulate yeah. this for people yes yes there was a great book by uh again by bot sports team called i think it was called uh, ISIS and Italian futurism, where he talks about the sort of like aesthetic romanticism of this before the term was even around of terror wave, where you have ISIS acting this like aesthetics of force and power the way that the Italian futurist envisioned it. And in some ways, why do you think the terror wave aesthetic is such a romanticized ideal? Because it is taking the ancient, more ancient model of warfare in terms of like a people that is fighting for their identity and fighting for their place and their ethnicity and their sense of self in the world and against an omnipotent, like decentralized force uh, of power. And so that is why I feel that is a more ostensibly authentic expression of what warfare used to be. Now, nowadays, I mean, you talk, like I know, for example, Zizek, he has this criticism of Deleuze because like the, the fucking IDF used a uh, thousand plateaus and all. I don't know whether that's true or not. If that's any, definitely true. 
No, it's true, but I think that... They use the nomadology to study, like, their enemies. Yes. Like, yeah, study. exactly. Yeah, but that being said, I think even De- but Deleuze predicted it. I mean, there's always re-territorializations of even the, the war machine. The, the state always has to appropriate a war machine. But that being said, the, the, from the, the perspective of the war machine, that is where you get to find this this sort of neo-authenticity of warfare itself. But that being said, I mean, I don't think like, I mean, maybe it happens in Europe sometimes, but I don't think the whole thing where like, you know, these like lower class white kids go and join ISIS. I mean, I don't know if that's, I mean, it must that's be just still- they're, they're all redheads and redheads yeah. do yeah. that. Well, they're all Scythians, right? That's why they're- <laughs> they're, 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 they're well, ancestral blood memory. If you have red hair, you don't they had become an alcoholic. Well, well, you remember uh, Saddam Hussein's uh, second uh, second man in charge? He was a redheaded guy. Yeah. He looks uh, yeah. Scottish or something. But uh, I do want to oh, go... So Philip Danielson, apparently Amy Therese is back. They they mm. lifted her suspension. Nice. Wow. Now, By the way, Lev, we must have Amy Therese on absolutely. the show. Absolutely. Yeah. But real quick, I do want to say, because... I'm go. I'm going to hold it in my head a little bit. Still, this idea that you guys have of uh, John McCain's son. You guys are so sure about this guy, like that. You yes. know, yes, yes, I am. One hundred percent. You don't know him. You've never met him. You've He's never... a mark. His he might be a nice mark guy. His fa- he might his be a family, nice guy. I don't care. His family. Another wrestling term, a mark for himself. I just he's a, he's know. a mark in that like they don't know what they're doing. It's like he's part of the, the the lower the lower crust of the upper caste, pretty much. Like the people who don't really know what they're doing and kind of wash out. Yeah. No, but the idea that we talked about before of him going into the military and it just being for like drugs and things like that, you don't know that. None of us know. I mean, that. It's, well, no, be, it's, no, it's just no, there. So in 15 years that. when he runs for Congress, he can be like, I served in the military. It's, it, it, it's kind of hard <laughs> it's to. It's just like good optics, you know. It's hard to think that somebody like the son of John McCain, who's himself very cynical and very uh, he knew what he's doing to some extent like would not understand what his father did and what he was doing i mean, I mean also maybe, they, but i think they understand but they say that it's for the greater good of american exactly. democracy or yeah he could have yeah, yeah he could have just drunk the kool-aid and uh, you could yeah. be right maybe you're just you're anything. more nice you're you're more optimistic than no it's not it's not it's not about optimism like i really want to with btr in general to break any of these, you know, very solid assumptions. That we everybody... need John McCain's. We need yes, Hunter exactly. Biden on the stream in order to. Hunter Biden. Some things are Jay's being. Based. Some <laughs> things become a given to a lot of people within a certain community. And yeah. my, my concern is like, okay, so these things become a given. They become gospel, and people don't really question them. And I think it weakens all of us at the end of the day that we don't That's actually fair. question. That's I, th- I think with the, with the case of John McCain, his son, his family, like, I think almost like generationally you can see kind of like the this is like physiognomy but you can see pretty much the, the internal character traits play out and like get more physically manifest and if you look at like me mccain or whatever it's like these are not people who are very like honorable or like operating no. on some like prime directive that's like pointing them towards like their genetic line being purified and, and right. having honor i mean I, g- I gotta take a look in a different life McCain. she'd be a Megan slam McCain. pig on the side of the road no like, sorry right, right, right. <laughs> I got mccain's her connection to america is when she played pretend as a kid this is what she says every yeah. time she has to talk about her thing that's all it is to her it's playing it's just like, like the physical manifesta- manifestation i think of like uh, uh, genetic lines like beliefs and stuff kind of uh, kind of manifests itself over generations so that's you don't my think, opinion do you think paul then do you think that the fritz springmeyer bloodlines of the illuminati thing do you think that's still a force now or those bloodlines have become so like deracinated and corrupted that i think even... i'm not 100 sure about that but 
I guess I haven't read it, but is that essentially saying that there are certain like bloodlines that essentially yeah, that they, they work since, to yeah. purify themselves and that's? Sort of, I think there's an aspect to even technology and that sort of thing and and exploitation for your own gain that at a certain point you get self-aware to the point where you have to either confront it and realize what you're doing is bad or you embrace it. And then with the embrace of that, you almost, you shut yourself off to certain rationality and like wisdom mm-hmm. uh, and yeah. you make a choice and you kind of, it's almost like, it's like the difference between like Satanism and like believing in God and that sort of thing, or right. like believing in evil, yeah, believing you, in good. You reach the crossroads. Yeah. You reach the crossroads, yeah. you make a choice. And from that point on, you, if, if you choose wrong, you might get more power and that sort of thing, but your choices are going to become increasingly irrational because there are certain like things you have to like, believe yourself in order to continue that that make you fundamentally irrational. there is an intoxication with this sort of like you have to smoke a lot of crack to do what hunter biden was up to. yeah well speaking yeah. of hunter intoxication biden... of evil itself i think this is again this goes to like the arguments you know and this is augustinian theology this is saint paul like the further away you move from the lord the more you move towards madness towards darkness and that darkness fundamentally will consume you but that being said i i it's almost like you have in some ways, uh, they're so evil and terrible, but you almost feel sorry for those people that run this world because of how evil they are and how corrupted their soul is. And I truly yeah, believe And who'd want to run it? Like, yeah. I, yeah. I'd rather relax. Well, we have a, co- speaking of relaxing, <laughs> we have a comment from grill, Aman dude. Sadhu. <laughs> Aman Sadhu, uh, the great Aman Sadhu, I believe he is back. I don't know if it's the real Aman Sadhu, but this tweet may uh, point us to it being the real Aman Sadhu. He says, is Aman Sadhu a real Sadhu? Well, we got to find out. He is, he, yes, he is, yes, he is. That's cool. He's a Sikh. Those are, I read some about it. Those are, those Wait, are that's but a cool he's a group. Sikh. Can Sikhs <laughs> be uh, sadhus? I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm he not would know um, There was a... Uh, wait, wait, but real, real quick, Amon Sadhu. No, a comment. that's kind of anti-Seek in some ways. So the, this, uh, this comment of Amon's hunter on to discuss quality of feet and how to determine these things. <laughs> that's going to be the next uh, BTR. No, the, I uh, shouldn't say that. There was sadhus who... There was Sufis. There was a lot of... Uh, Sufis and Theosophists and Rosicrucians who were in positions of power in the Middle East. I think that's why Gunyan he went there and he. Uh... Maybe Lev for the next BTR where we like swap positions and argue for it. Like I can argue for incest and Hunter can argue against it, and we could. Uh... Yeah, yeah, but you got to yeah. do it. Uh, you got to do it unironically, though. You got. You know what's? You, you know what's? It's you got to put. You got to put stepmother on the on the subtext. You know what's funny? I yeah, swear hot to God, this stepmother stream. Yeah, this is a. I can't believe. This this well, is Bob's so gonna be tuning in again for that. <laughs> oh! <laughs> you know what's funny? I'm reading Joel. You you'd love this. I'm reading. Uh, it goes back to what we were saying about the feminine energy. Uh, I'm doing this article because of these slew of like you know pieces about like why incest shouldn't be bad and all this shit. And I was talking with my friend Apex about how in the liberal consent based model it's sort of like impossible to persecute. And I was talking about like uh, there's meme analysis has done stuff on this about like the mommy GF archetype thing. And I was researching, there's this great uh, essay by uh, some fucking academic uh, lit studies feminist, but it was talking about how in goth literature, uh, it was known by sociologists back in the day. They said that the like mommy GF, like the mother son incest thing is like the most rare form because usually it's the father daughter. It's like the patriarchy model, but in goth literature, you have like the overbearing, like terrible mother archetype where the mother like sexually manipulates your son. And so she's saying that 
in some this this feminist studies professor saying that like that's the most quote unquote queer relationship is like the the mother like taking command <laughs> of her sexuality against the pa- evil patriarchal system. And I'm thinking like why do you think nowadays this thing around like Milky's and mommy GF and you know I want this like total release. So you're saying he's like banging milfs is gay. No, no, no. As a MILF appreciator myself, I struggle with this because it's a way of negating the sort of role of traditional male sexuality. And when we do this, you, as a aren't society, you an appreciator of all women? Like, this is what Marcus said earlier. Yeah. That, like, like, you know, you, you're kind of like <laughs> so simp that you transcend like simp to like the, the alpha chad. Yeah. You simp for every <laughs> single female yeah. that exists on the entire internet. Yeah. You clearly don't care about any specific individual female because. I mean, there are a dime a dozen at that point, right? There's like exactly. literally thousands within your like simp catcher. A reminder, Bimbo, Bimbo <laughs> simp- Uramensh. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, Bimbo Uramensh stream on Tuesday. Oh, that's going to be nuclear simping right there. Oh, wait, no, you know she's a good friend have? of mine. Do you know who else we have for that stream? I mean, <laughs> oh, this, is just, this is just a, an update right now on who we have for the uh, Bimbo Uramensh stream. We have the following people included. We have Athena Hyatt. Nice. We have Bella, Chaotic It Girl. Oh, and finally, nice. we have Default Friend. Oh, my God. That's going to be... I, oh I'm going to simp myself into oblivion. I'm going to achieve the love shop <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing, Gio. You're going to be simping for all four, so none of them are going to feel special. Yeah, so I do. <laughs> <laughs> so really, you got the flex, man. You got the flex, yes. ultimately. Yeah, it's true. So, so, uh, oh, it's man. like uber objectification, man. Like it's oh, I it's like the tweet I said uh, a few weeks ago about like I've literally sent myself into just treating women like human beings again. <laughs> oh. But that's no, wrong. They're not human beings. They're angels from God. Anyway, yeah. sorry. I'm just, um, um, uh, there was this Russian uh, saying, oh. which I disagree with, but uh, all the Russians here, yeah. you know. And it's a weird saying, but it basically means it means a chicken is not a bird. And uh, means a woman is not a person. But chickens are a kind of bird, right? Yeah, kind of a little bit. Yeah, I mean, they're a pretty calm. shit version of a bird, though. Like, there's like definitely much better birds, like eagles and yeah. yeah. Well, can you, you uh, can you get an Ox. can you get a well? It depends on the use because can you get an egg that you can eat from an eagle? Usually not. No, I mean some like people like some crazy somewhere. people have done that. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, but it takes a lot more effort. So yeah, but an eagle's chicken, way more base, dude. No, I don't. I a think pigeons are more based than eagles. Because pigeons can live anywhere, but the eagles, they need all this, like, special protection. Well, in America, yeah. anyway. And you can eat pigeons, But eagles too, are right? based. They are a sacred symbol for a reason, yeah. obviously. They are a, a, an apex predator among the birds. Mm-hmm. And the reason I hate eagles is because me and my old man, we've always had pigeons in our bed. We have a pigeon coop in our back. Carrier pigeons. Carrier pigeons, yeah. And we, at, at the same time, we got rid of them because we determined that we were just basically feeding the local hawk in our area. Like, that's literally what we were breeding pigeons for, just to feed the fucking hawk. So feeding like, Moloch. Oh, that was do? your version of feeding, feeding Moloch. Feeding Moloch. <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Sky Moloch. No, but uh, it, it is interesting, though. Like, with pigeons, I can imagine you can have pigeon eggs. Like, you can have, like, little pigeon eggs that no, you people fry eat in the morning. Eggs. Yeah, they right? do. Yeah. yeah. So, Apparently, pe- pigeons yeah. were a delicacy back in, in, uh, in uh, the, the medieval times in yeah. England. Yeah. Mm. Well, here's. Well, I'm the sure the England. Thing. I'm sure England really knows about delicacies. You know, they really know. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Now, <laughs> now, when that actually comes to those uh, good old days back in the day, 
I'm I'm divided because there has been so much. There's so much nostalgia. woman beating back in the day. Well, there's that's... been so much. Again, I didn't. So much say face and did. red pill behavior. I didn't dude. say it. You did this time around, Gio. But anyway, the Russian been... peasants. The we peasants they back, couldn't stop beating their wives for Lev one second. Keeps, Lev seems to want to bring that back. <laughs> oh lordy, no. Here's here's what I'm curious. About. Here's what I'm curious about. What do you think there was back then with uh, these views of society being more? cohesive and more together because i agree with logo about the 1950s logo i really like that that tweet that you made talking about the nuclear family model how that's uh, not really sustainable and back then people were already pretty tired as soon as was introduced and even with the houses like from what yeah, you you guys need to read resurrection yeah. by tolstoy yeah. Mm, yeah and then you'll realize why it's good to be modern <laughs> No, I. Uh, this I is why Tolstoy was terrible, by the way. No, not based dude, on <laughs> but totally right. It's like, like, it was so fucking horrible, like the medieval world. It was, it was so awful, and I, I get so fucking. It's, it's like, uh, it's good to be uh, not was it like evil? Was it bad for everybody, raped, or just bad like for... all the time, and like have like nine of your children die, and that's like not. I know people like are able to ignore it in like the 4chanist. Yeah, yeah, we but just, but have, but we just have five for... abortions. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go, right? Like, no, but John, I, I get that argument. This is what we talk about. With, I, I argue with Lev all the time. Is that the problem is the technology itself has allowed us for a greater material level of existence. But at the same time, I mean, that I think if the medieval people, I mean, it, it's to me tradition always implies a level of futurism in some ways and that it's really the the impossibility of return a true return in some way should motivate us to weed out none of this reactionary yeah well here's a partial return the partial return is that just right now there was a delivery man who delivered a box which i'm going to get right after the stream is over and inside of that box there's cases of of raw milk which oh, you could the, say yeah, it's kind of, kind of like a drug, you know, as far as the legality goes. But anyway, there's cases of there's raw milk, yeah. there's raw kefir, there's raw yogurt, there's raw cheese. I get this from this semi-local dairy, which delivers it to me. And I believe it's an Amish dairy. So people are still living like uh, that in certain areas. Yeah, I think the future is... I'm it's, okay for it's, now. It's, it enables it enables people to kind of synthesize like the good aspects of now and the the, the good aspects of the past uh, if they want yeah. to, and I don't think most people will or be capable of that. But I think for the people who are capable, that will be an option. Like you said, like being able to get well, fresh milk the, and meat. I think, that I think it goes back. Yeah, I think it's deeply tragic that like the family, like not the nuclear family, but like the extended family, has been like ripped apart. Yeah, and that I agree. we don't we don't have a sense of like. Uh, the majority of people yeah. Like, I would, yeah, don't, I would have, don't have a sense of like continuity with like previous generations. They don't I have think like though, they don't inherit traditions from them in terms of just like everyday life. I think that's more I think in, like in you're way. definitely right on the on the whole, it's definitely been hurt by a lot. But I think it's 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 almost is it's more people now have more choice to either mm. like consciously do that 
or unconscious. I don't know if it was entirely a choice. Like I feel like industrialization, you know, put a lot of pressures on people to live differently. Yeah, but then we and still but they like uh, like the Italians and the Jews. Yeah. Like I'd say, Gio, you're yeah. Italian. You know what it's like to have a family that loves you, is there for you. Like it's a very mm -hmm. special thing. So those two communities, I think, like obviously not just them, but the Italians and the Jews are the ones who have been able to have like a cohesive family structure and not with like uh, I, I don't know, like there is technology and there are things that distract people. But that's people, that's but... going away too. Like there's it, no it, longer any like it's... big. Mediterranean yeah, but it's, it's going away on like a, a mass scale. But I think, and, and I, I say this from, I, so I was raised in like, you know, like a nice loving extended family or whatever. Um, and so like I, like I knew my relatives, that sort of thing, hung out with them on holidays and that sort of thing. Um, I think it's going from, from the point, and this is similar to what I, how I think about OnlyFans and how prostitution has been normalized. Um, I think it, it's going from the point where people kind of almost lucked into those objective goods right. to the point where, if you don't know what you're doing, you're going to get got and you're going to lose that stuff. Do you but know if, how popular? If you, but if you do know, but if you do know, but, you know, but, but if what I'm saying is, but if you do know what you're doing, you're going to end up keeping those traditions, keeping those things. Mm. And it's going to end up with, it's going to end up with people who are consciously doing all those things. Uh, whether, yeah, definitely. Like people are going to be either rebuilding it if they don't have it and know that that's yeah. something that but, they should have had. And they want to provide for their children yeah. and children's children. Yeah. And, oh, wait, and, so small and, follower, yeah. small yeah, follower. You John, were saying please, before please. about the process. I, I mean, I don't want to get down the whole like route of uh, memeing, uh, you know, Foucault or something, or like, uh, mm. but uh, you know, I mean, it's just prostitution. Uh, if you're just specifically, I, I, how about this? The the, the degeneracy uh, theory, basically, that people have, and uh, that like. Like, which is a, 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 a kind of conservative reactionary uh, narrative that's gone on for a really long time. I just no longer, well, there's a major irony to the, what I'm saying, but um, I don't really know if I buy it. I don't think that much of the population, like, actually truly is even capable of participating in decadent or degenerate beha behavior. And I, I, I really don't know if I buy um, how much the, the uh, like the family structure has, 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 has really broken down at least in. But that's demonstrable. Like birth rates have dropped. Divorce rates are massively higher. Like pe pe people's entire, like, What's considered normal? Yeah, in I don't terms think. Of, like, access yeah, no, but to, like, listen, family listen, members wait, 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 wait. Like, entirely changed. But just think about the phenomenon of like 4chan culture and like online internet fascism and whatever. All and like SJWism. This is all a symptom of like literally extremely cloistered like suburbanism that is still massive. Like at least in first world countries where like you have people who are still in nuclear families there might be divorces but i mean it's like it's still... yeah i don't think i don't think it's as bad as people think it is but i think it is there's different worse forms. it's worse than it used to be but it is there, yeah it's, there's different forms i think of it's in between it's in between nothing's changed and at the end of the world yeah. i think it's i think it's a transitionary period of yeah. conscious people there's getting different 
Yeah, I mean, in almost any period of time, right? There's going to be people who are like fucking wise on the uptake and can adapt and fucking flourish or whatever. Yeah. The problem is, is like, even if you're one of those people, which a lot of people here are probably self selected or more capable of probably like, you know, seeing at least the trends that exist and then being able to like, like at least being able to acknowledge like what actually is in the world, which Mm -hmm. isn't the case for a lot of people. But even in that position, you still have to live in a world where everyone else is like in this sort of position right so it's like different ontology so it's like it's like right i I want i want to have kids right but i want to have kids but i like they're also going to have to live in this world and it's like do like what institute like how do i like what like would i feel okay with like sending them to a public school or things like this is like something i think about or even a private school yeah and and like you know like like in new york city there were these uh uh, protests of individuals recently i think it was at the beardly school i don't know how to say it it's like this highfalutin uh, private school <laughs> in new york city and there was a, a teacher who was speaking out another one and the parent was speaking out of that one and uh, they were talking about just how woke things are getting and how militarized all of this uh, stuff is in terms of the propaganda the kids are exposed to i'm at least happy that some people are speaking out about it and look you could say whatever you want about barry weiss i still i don't remember geo what problem you have with barry weiss geo is an anti-semite you're gonna have to well, see her. Gonna have she's an imperialist. <laughs> um, no, Barry Weiss. This is, this is a big problem, isn't it, Paul? Anti-Semitism. She was like, well, she has a big nose, and I really dislike people with big noses. <laughs> um, no, Barry Weiss. She helped destroy people's careers, but now that she did it to herself, but no, I wait, think whose career did she destroy? I want to take. She a look went at this. after people for a very long time over different issues as part of the. I had like basically like she wasn't the head, but she was part of the New York Times editorial board, and she like did a lot of like very sus things against her political enemies. Yeah, she has like a pretty pretty big double standard with like Zionist stuff and that sort of thing. Um, Which I mean, I don't classic like which is fine. Who cares? Like (laughs) it is like when she talks about other free speech stuff, like it it does discount. No, but did she did she forbid other people from uh, speaking freely? Quite uh, quite explicitly, yes, yeah. She did, but yeah, well, I look, think that, that, to Paul's good, point, again, a small follower. I, yeah. What I was going to say is I think that there's different levels of de- quote unquote degeneracy, and we do see an intensification. But at the same time, I agree with what John is saying about like that that there is is sort of like I mean I'm a product of as well like cloistered you know but it, but my position in life I I'm very accustomed to being around working class people, and I think that the degeneracy you see is the breakdown of the family. And, and sort of like these vices that you see among like construction workers, which I'm primarily accustomed to, is like, you know, very easy one dimensional, like addictions and um, divorces and like cheating and shit. And, th- and that's like the proletarian form of like the breakdown. I guess I, guess I just don't buy like. Like here, I'll give you an example. Like not like, every person is like I'll give, I'll vaping uh, IPA um, weed <laughs> and like su- subbing to AL only fans. No, but, but I mean, I like agree. if you just like <laughs> you know, like what even just about the gender, like, what even just about the moral you, aspect. It's also about like the like it's just really hard. I think for people to, to even raise a family these yeah, days economically, it's harder economically. It's hard. Like there's not social institutions set up to like support it like they used to be. Uh, and I, and it's more like just a position that not of like oh everyone's immoral because I think a normal person still ultimately wants to have a family. Yeah. But it's just like yeah, class it's just more like and, it's, it's just like you know. shit's harder for to, to do it right and but to, also ha- and to have your like family around you yeah. and and have traditions around you that that made this easy like it did one day. And you see this, I see this in the difference between ethnic communities and white communities in where I live. You could even that, compare like, ethnic it. communities oh, yeah. have a more like like. 
intense tradition and embedded familial structure because they're in a foreign state. They have to stick together. They have to work harder yeah. to maintain these things. Yeah, you can Naturally, even compare it to the, the blacks, like Malcolm X era blacks to now in America, like the, just yeah. the quality of the leaders they have and that sort of stuff and the family structures they have. And uh, it definitely, it's not impossible, but it's, 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 it's hard. Are you, are you saying Ma Maxine Waters is a, is a bad leader? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Yeah, anyway, yeah, boys, so... I, I got a bounce, so I'll catch you guys later. Yeah, this is great. Oh, thank, thank, thank you, my so friend. Joe. I love you, buddy. Hold yeah. on, let me let I'm me show, bounce too. Let me show some of your I should go, guys. yeah. Okay, hold on. I guess since this we're is, all going. We got. We'll have to. Do yeah. This okay. Again, since we're all God. going here, I'm going to advertise stuff. So Logo got out of here faster than Sonic the Hedgehog, but I'm still gonna show his stuff right now. He's gotta go fast. Don't buy yeah, any of his get... stuff. <laughs> no, no, uh, no, no. Do not buy ampersand. Do not buy selfie slash suicide. So, yeah, here are all the links. This I have is where to buy you go. ampersand, actually. Yeah, ampersand, selfie, suicide. This is where you go. And Joel Davis, let's show some of Joel's stuff over here. So, Joel Davis. Go and read Firstness Journal. Yes, Firstness. Uh, I'm going to put that in right now here. Firstness.org. Here it is. And also Imperium uh, Imperium Press. Hold on. Where, Imperium where is that? Cash. What the fuck is that? Oh, oh yeah. If you go to, uh, you go to imperiumpress.org, you'll see my friend's fantastic publishing company. And if you go to imperiumpress.org slash imperiumcast, you'll be able to listen to and download our podcast. Uh, here is Kill me. Here, here is the link. Now, small and follower. Small follower. Shell, what, do you, go what do you have to show? Um, right now, the whole time I was being on this podcast, I was uh, working on the Frank Castle video that's coming out in a mm. few hours. I was nice. censoring gay porn that I put in it. Um, <laughs> so if you're a little bit weary about gay porn, uh, you don't want to watch the upcoming episode. Um, no, but is um, there a bar? Isn't Alexander Bard uncensored? Version? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh. No, but it's a it's a good it's a good uh, good For episode. The I, yeah. Shamanoids out there. Okay, so people can support you by going Gumroad, Frank Hassel, and Small Follower. Follow Small Follower on Twitter, twitter.com slash smallfollower. Here we go. Also, go and buy my or DM me if you want prints. I just came out with an excellent lino cut of a Waco burning. So, twitter.com slash giant mom's basement. The podcast that Keemstar does, because I edit that now. Oh, Mom's you went to Keemster's podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Holy nice. shit. But Lev, I have a new video that uh, sees me printing the first uh, run of the uh, the Waco Burning Lino Cut. I'm linking up right that. now. Yeah, Waco Burning. Yeah, so many and things And also subscribe happening. to Birdie and Paul Town Podcast. Yeah, just go to podcast.paul.town. Yeah, my episode's yeah. the best one that they ever did. Don't listen Much to that. That's the one that I hate. I'm going to probably do listen I, I, I got the title of in, the longest in that episode, episode. I, I shit in a toilet, and you can hear it very clearly. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have uh, Lev on. I mean, next week. All right. We That's have to right. we have to make um we have to make like a Twitter um like tw like a like Twitter e celeb like compilation. I don't to, like, I don't want to be part of that. Similar don't, I don't to like Buyer's Market, where like John Pellet shits and like <laughs> never mind. Hello? Do not look up Buyer's Market, hey. please. Don't look. What's please, up, man? for the love of God. The current video I'm working on is very buyer's market as. Oh, oh no! Yeah, do not look up Peter Solis buyer, buyer's Paul market. Paul um, Kent. this has been amazing. This is everything right I expected. I, I mean, I love all yes. of you guys. I love you too. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, also, if you want to learn about the economy, go to book.paul.town. Yes, 
But it would have been way funnier. It is the secret. Like, I was really disappointed by this guy's uh, this, this window. Yeah, like, this is terrible. <laughs> no, um, I have all I have all three of them, but this one is handy. It is the sequence. It's the latest one. Uh, b- buy all three of them, please. It's like filled with gems. You could just thumb and you could eat them like cookies. The little parables. Yeah, it's uh, like junk food in written form. Yeah junk food for your brain and you don't even have to read them all at once you could just flip through them like right here um holy shit you have fucking yeah um there's this one uh i keep going to this one king 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 i was going through your follow list and found quite a few problematic individuals that i don't like you probably weren't aware but back in 2016 this individual and i that you are now following had a sort of falling out we got angry at each other on social media about subtweeting me um but so it's it's amazing go and buy them go and subscribe to uh well i don't have to go and tell you go and subscribe to keemstar that small follower is anything now but uh, maybe Ke- Daniel Keem can come on the show sometime. No, no. Actually, I probably shouldn't even say that. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Okay, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I might get in some trouble. I have a plan. I have a plan on getting uh, more the like, big people to on Sam BTR. Hyde pipeline. Yes. So here's the plan. Uh, I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna create artwork. My my dad and I are gonna create artwork for the prospective guests before they even come on. Before they even know they're invited. So I'm gonna make like artwork out of like some big high cloud guests, and I'm gonna post the artwork, and that's going to attract them to actually coming on in the first place. So I thought of that idea, and I'm going to accomplish it, and we're gonna see what happens. And guys, let us know who do you want to be on BTR. But again, I'm not looking for brilliant esoteric people right now i am looking for people with clout i am looking for people with a lot of clout who can uh, bring a lot of followers because we have to keep we also do thing. look for esoteric people to bring on with those people but we already have, have enough of them they're great i love yeah, no, we need more we need more They've had their you are enough geo you are enough. there's a reason they're esoteric. and paul town yeah <laughs> Yes. No, Paul, you are great. I mean, the stream is not over yet, but I just want to say, Paul, this is the first time we've ever had you on, and uh, I love you, man. Like the kind of yeah. the way that you speak, it's uh, it's great. Like well, I thank want you for to having me. On. Event- thank you for coming. Eventually, I would love for you to shed the Nicolas Cage mask. And, oh, I will uh, eventually. I will. Yes, that that would be a, a good time for everybody. Once again, I know you guys want to go to the Eggy stream, and please go to the Eggy stream. But before you go to the Eggy stream, th- when this stream ends, you're gonna see a link for our upcoming stream on uh, Thursday. And that's going to be the uh, reverse debate stream. That's going to be the argue my position on democracy. And we are still looking for somebody to argue democracy with our mind. So again, somebody with a lot of followers, somebody big, I'm not going to lie to you people. You know that we got to keep growing BTR and we need big people in here so that they could bring their following that's just the way it works the algorithm's not doing us any goddamn favor so this is the way we have to do it and i appreciate everybody's help on this go to twitter let us know who do you want to see on this democracy stream coming up arguing uh against no for democracy who would usually be against democracy because amar armand is for democracy and he's going to be arguing against it so get yeah. buffalo navalny on that's brilliant yes <laughs> So okay, over can here. I just, can yeah. I just say one thing? Yeah, no. Go um, for it. So I've been Geo knows, but I've been around for a while, and uh, uh, I'm very usually wary about like panel streams and that sort of stuff. Mm. And you, I would say like like Lev, like your your show is definitely like of the is definitely one of the best. Like uh, oh. pe- people should definitely support you guys and uh, you. your your Patreon that sort of thing um, because. 
because you're actually interested in actually talking about stuff and you're not like trying to like it's the end of the world or blah blah blah. you yeah, know you're yeah. not you're not shilling some sort of like apocalypse thing to make money or get attention you're actually uh, discussing stuff and you you love you actually you're doing a very valuable thing by and I, you've mentioned this before but with uh basically showing you can be like you're just you're honestly addressing things and have people who wouldn't normally talk to each other talk to each other so yeah. it's a very valuable you, thing I, I really appreciate that and uh well that's why we got a 50 dollar uh, patron quite recently and we're gonna be we're gonna keep doing this uh expand we are expanding on all the other platforms so catch us on twitch we've gotten some twitch subscribers today from this stream but this is the link to the twitch right here twitch.com slash break the twitch sorry twitch live yes d live please subscribe to us on d live as well here we go this is the d live stream and uh all these streams by the way they simulcast both on d live and twitch at the same time now and they archive to odyssey as well that's so. right odyssey here odyssey.com uh, slash break the apparently rules apparently it's there forever so. it's there forever you can't get rid of it so this is where you go please, the sins please, please follow us yes the sins follow of the us yeah. follow the us on odyssey <laughs> and uh also why not here's what else is happening on um so psychedelic stream i mentioned that one this friday with owen cyclops and daniel pinchbeck speaking of meeting of opposites when's it gonna be, be love that's gonna be friday that's uh oh coming coming Three right up in one fucking that's right coming, wow. but that's not all then on sunday we are gonna have a stream from yours truly i'm gonna be doing my uh latest nft you've been looking at it like how do you think it's going so far this uh uh muscles that i've been drawing it's going uh, lately. pretty good yeah it's pretty nice it's going to, I don't think it's going to be finished, but I'm going to keep working on it. And it's going to be this Sunday with Aiden Paladin, as you can see here, and Made a Nomad, who was dressed to the nines in his beautiful uh, glasses from Gurren Lagan. So maybe we'll even talk about Gurren Lagan and uh, how <laughs> Made a Nomad loves Gurren Lagan. I, I have no idea if he does. I don't know if he even watches anime, but I want to talk about Gurren Lagan. Anyway, that is what is going down on my youtube channel so subscribe to my youtube channel as well and follow me on twitter guys twitter.com slash levpo l-e-v-p-o i got twitter in 2009 that's why it's so short so follow me on twitter over here and we are just about done with the stream is there any anything else you guys want to say before we uh uh finish this off um it's just been a pleasure you guys it's are been amazing absolutely it has been amazing take care everybody subscribe subscribe and subscribe right now all the people who are here 99 people subscribe right now subscribe 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 Mwah. good night everybody bye bye god bless